You know what I'm doing right now? I'm practicing karate right now. Because I'm out of practice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is the glorified version of a Bassin talk show. It's Wednesday night, and I'm your host, Pat Renwick. Welcome, Bass Galaxy. It's good to be back. Yes. Good evening, glory. Hallelujah to you. What the hell's your story, and what the F is going through you? It's tonight. It's tonight. I like Wednesday nights. You know what I mean, Ginch? Wednesday nights are the nights that we like to, uh, to get to it, if you know what I mean. And this is the glorified version of a bass fishing talk show. Please always remember that in all of your paths traveled. And tonight, um, we, we, I, dude, I'm stoked about this. This is historical Andrew Ellenberger, the Ginger Ninja. Give it up for Andrew Ellenberger, the Ginger Ninja, by the way, producing the hell out of this thing. Yo, Pat, yo, Bass Galaxy. Hey, hey, Andy's right on the head. Like the, uh, like a producer should be. Yeah. You heard that old, uh, what do you call that, limerick? There once was a lady from Glasgow who liked to be touched on the limerick, right? Ah. Something like that. It's old Andrew Dice Clay. You know what I mean, Gingy. Yeah, yeah. Gingy, but anyway, this is history. History in the making right now. First YouTuber ever on the, on the uh, Stray Cast show. Dude, first, uh, the first YouTuber ever. Ever. And we always go big here, right, Ginge? Yep. We go big, Bass Galaxy, you know. This is the king. The king of Bass and YouTube. Give it up. We got Ben Milliken coming on tonight. Milliken fishing. Bass and Benny. Big Bass Ben Milliken. With his BDE. You know, he's got the BDE, Ginge. Yeah. He's got that bass dictated energy. 100%. And he likes them big bass. Hey, but that's, that's not all. That's not all. We also have the return of Into the Great Wide Opens. The Bassmaster Opens. Heating up, man. Heating it up. Brad Leitner co-hosting the heck out of that deal. And he's back uh, uh, with tonight, Cody Meyer, our bud Code. Yeah. Keep it coming, Bass Galaxy. We're excited as you are to be back at this deal. Cody Meyer. Coming on. He's on his quest for the elites, and um, he's going to talk about all that. So Cody and, uh, and Brad coming on into the great wide Bassmaster Opens uh, right after Benny Milliken. So, um, hey, our, our, uh, our soldiers are going off to war tomorrow, Ginch. Oh, shoot. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, 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 going, they're, uh, they're heading out to war tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, our elite guys, that's what I'm talking about. No, I mean, not a real war. They're, uh, they're in Hawaii. They're in the islands of, uh, yes. They're, they're off to war. And we wish our horses in the race the best of luck tomorrow as they uh, endure the mysteries of the bountiful Lake Oahe in South Dakota. So good luck to all the Bassmaster Elite Series anglers, all the uh, Bassmaster staff, and uh, all the fans attending the event. Uh, we, hope that, uh, we hope that the event goes successful and good luck. Knock it the heck out. Come on, boys. Let's freaking do it, right? Yeah, bud. That's what I mean. Hey, how about the live tomorrow, Ginch? Oh, Holy shnikes. That is one heck of a stack yeah, lineup. Yeah, that's a stacked lineup tomorrow It'll on be- the Bass and Master Lives, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, oh, uh, Andrew Ellenberger producing the snot out of this thing, as you know. But hey, uh, also, yeah, let's get to it. If you like and share this live Facebook feed tonight, our hype guy on the chat board, JR. 
Rock and Shoal Fantasy. You know J.R. Ewing. Uh, he's going he's gonna to put you in a randomizer on the chat board. You like and share this live Facebook feed, and you have a chance to win the Tin Cup Whiskey Prize Pack Extravaganza, courtesy of Tin Cup Whiskey and Luke. Yes, not Luke Skywalker. Oh. No, I, I know you wish that, change. That'd be great. But uh, Luke Foley to Whiskey Jetsy. It's coming on a little bit. So that's it. Like and share the live Facebook feed, and it's your chance to win uh, the, uh, uh, Tin Cup Whiskey Extravaganza Prize Pack. Official brown liquor of uh, Bassin. Boom. There's that. Also, I got to tell you this. Uh, and and uh, J.R. Ewing's doing a great job on the chat board, isn't he, Chinch? Yeah, he, sh- he sure is. Hey, um, hey, <laughs> hey, now, uh, hey, now, ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Um, <laughs> Chinch, I'm wound up, dude. I'm yeah. sorry. I am. I don't know. I've been practicing karate. Gary's in town. We've been river ratting. It's awesome. You know what I mean? It's nuts. Half a spot official, Chinch. Signing up. For a chance to go bassing anywhere they choose with us dum-dums. It's straight cast. It's all you got to do is fish some online derbs. North, south, east, west, kayak, boat, bank, whatever. Sign up. It's that easy. Yes. It's your chance at the ultimate grand prize to go fishing wherever you want. Wouldn't you want... Ginge, if somebody said, hey... I'm gonna take you fishing wherever you want. You just gotta win some online derbs. Would you be like, yeah, uh huh? If you were if you were eligible, Ginge, if you could cut the box tops off of a million uh, Captain Crunch boxes, Kool Aid packets, yeah, Kool Aid <laughs> packets too, and get a free Boba Fett. Yes. Also, a chance to fish anywhere in the world. Wouldn't you do it? I think I would. Gosh dang straight, suiting for I'd do it too. Sign up today. Download the Half a Spot app, halfaspot.com, Half a Spot official on the Instagram, and of course on your Smarty Pants phones. It's all right there. Kaboom, kapow. Hey, uh, Berkeley Fishing. I got to tell you, Ginge, I'm in love with a couple things yeah. with Berkeley Fishing, and I can't talk about one of them because I'm sworn to secrecy. But the other thing is the, uh, is the uh, gosh dang uh, Maxent uh, 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 creature hog. It's so good. It's so good. It glides. It jives. It does all kinds of stuff, and it's 30% off right now. At the at, Omnius. Yeah, at the yeah. Omnius yeah. over at uh, Pistolero Pete's place. Yeah, 30% off OmniaFishing.com. Uh, Tell them the Ginger Ninja. Sent you. Yeah. Call him up and say the ninja sent you. In uh, it's thirty percent off creature hogs right now. <laughs> Ginger, you know what else is cool about about working with Berkeley and Abu? Every, well. And, well, everything. Yeah, and and Alpha. Oh. We get to use the best rods in the world. Like combining forces, like superpowers. You know, it's like if Thor. You know how when Thor has the uh, battle axe and the hammer, that's both of that. Yeah. So like, I have the rebound and the Xena. <laughs> And it's uh, that's my battle axe and my hammer. Do you understand me? Yeah. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I am. Check them out. I love them. I like them. I hope that you like them too. Uh, I'm moving right along here. Can you give me music? Give me some music, man. Give me, give me a beat. Give me a C, a bouncy C. Come on. I'm all jacked up, Chinch. I'm on the Mountain Dew coffee and uh, hint, hint of watermelon. Bite me tackle, Chinch. I've been uh, messing around with the. Uh, with the uh, the swing head, yeah, yeah. Don't tell anybody. But I've been messing around with that deal. Right, <laughs> Chinji, what are you doing back there? Why are you moving so much? Why are you moving? <laughs> this is amazing. Hey, you know what we're gonna do? You want to take our whiskey home? You want to take our whiskey home, Chinch? You want to do it? Do you want to do it? Bass Galaxy, are you ready for this? 
Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Because in the bars in the night times, it brings strange memories. And this dude right here, he's a, he's a gypsy. You don't even know. He don't even know, Ginge. Do do ba ba da 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 There you go. That's how you play ball. That's how you play ball, Gingy. I like when this is more like a. I like when this is more like a radio show than a podcast. You know what I mean, Whiskey Gyps? Like I feel like we're doing a radio show right now. Is that okay with you? Yeah. Yeah. Screw these podcasts. Screw these damn podcasts. We're doing a radio show right now. You know what I mean? That's what I, I'm saying. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Then I, that I way, yeah, I feel more of a radio vibe tonight. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. here, are you riding solo tonight? No, no. But Gordy's not here. I got my sidekick, Keegan. Hey, what's up, Keegan? What's and, going on? Cool sunglasses. Uh, uh, he likes your sunglasses. Yeah. And uh, he says, thank you. Yeah, Keegan's my right-hand man in my, in my day job. Okay. So, yeah. He's heard all the behind-the-scenes thing of the oh, 10 cup team building and whatnot. We just got done doing I sure hope mentioned. not. I sure hope yeah, not. Well, maybe not everything. Keegan, don't yeah. believe everything you hear, but believe most of it, okay? It's all you, it, yeah. you got to know. And Courtney's way better looking than Keegan, so no more Keegan and bring Courtney back, okay? All right, all right. Deal? Hopefully, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll bring her back. She's yeah. at home. I'm working tonight. So. Hey, Foles, you're giving away a prize again tonight. All they got to do, oh, okay. yeah, I just always volunteer you for stuff. You know how that works That's here right. on the Tin Cup I'm Whiskey good, team. I'm good for it. I, I ask for, like, uh, forgiveness and not permission. It seems to be working really, really well for me in life. I don't know. Don't recommend Whatever it. Need, do as I say and not as I do, right? Isn't that what we tell our children, Luke Foley? That is. That is. <laughs> Luke, how do you feel about Tin Cup Whiskey? Like, and this is all real talk. Like, this is not just hype hype, even though it is hype. Like, how do you feel about Tin Cup Whiskey being the number one brown liquor in Bassin? Like, it's pretty cool, because you wrote the deal down on a napkin, bud. That was an idea you had on a napkin. You know what I mean? Yeah, three, three and a half years ago, and now it's, uh, you know, morphed into all this, and yeah. all these great, great anglers, and Christine was just over in Sweden competing over I there. I saw that, and she looks Swedish, yeah. too. She's got that sweet. Yeah. She's Asgardian, <laughs> like, like, you know. Seth, Matthew, and myself. She's got the Asgardian yeah. blood. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw Matt's post. He just posted a little bit ago, but apparently he has autumn solo cups, red solo cups that say autumn. Oh, he probably just sharpied them on there. I haven't seen the post, but he must. It, 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 looked, it looked pretty official to me. I'm like, that's that's genius. <laughs> it so, is genius. Uh, You're 100% right. Yeah. That's genius. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Matt's quite the marketer. He is. Yeah. He also can, uh, he also does, um, this is something a lot of people don't know about Matt and it's an, it's a reason he's able to sell a lot of tin cup whiskey. He can actually do shots of tin cup whiskey out of his own belly button. Did you know that about Matthew? Yeah. I didn't, I did not know that, but that's impressive. Yeah. He can do that. He's, um, what do they call that? What do you call when you can move real good? Uh, yeah. Flexible. That's the one. Oh, no. <laughs> That's the one, Foles. That's the one. Hey, so every week, if you're just tuning in, uh, we have the Tin Cup Whiskey Word of the Week. And when you hear this word, uh, we ask that you take a sip uh, of your favorite beverage. It could be Tin Cup Whiskey. It could be an ice cold Coca-Cola. It could be a hint watermelon. Uh, it could be whatever you choose. But whatever it is, we ask that you please sip responsibly. Right, Luke? 
Absolutely. Like you see me tonight, I have a driver. That's so, how you party. That's, that's, yeah. that's being responsible. Yes, you were. I've had, a, I've, had, you, I've had a couple old fashions tonight. You were at the. You had a couple new fashions too. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> hey, bud. What's the uh, tin cup whiskey word of the week? Uh, what is it? Well, well, the, well. The gentleman's coming on this evening. Uh, he's quite the YouTuber. Oh. So, so I, I, I say we go with YouTube. Wow. We're gonna get everybody sossled tonight. So. Well, yeah. That's, hey, that, isn't that? I guess goal. that's the deal. So, whatever you hear the yeah. word tube, YouTube, any variation of this, there, and that for. Uh, take a sip and uh, and sip responsibly. And thank you, Luke Foley and Tin Cup Whiskey, for your support of the entire Bass and Galaxy. And good luck to our horses in the race tomorrow, right, Luke? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those. yeah it's going to be a yeah. hell of a Bass Live, and we're we're excited about oh, yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, Foles, yeah, you're awesome. When you come in this way, I, I, you need to get out here. You know who's here? Rings, bro. Uh, Rings I, is here. I I actually, I actually, Saturday, so I need to talk to you about that. Um, so yeah, me and Courtney are coming up your way Saturday. Okay, so maybe we can figure something out. Sabado. Okay, yeah, right. yeah. I, I, I think I got. We'll figure it out. But yeah, Luke Foley, you're awesome. And uh, thanks, dude. And uh, like and share the live Facebook feed. Foley's gonna give away some stuff tonight. And uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's power pull down Absolutely. for pleasure. What do you think? Sounds good. Let's put the power poles down. We got Ben Milliken. We got into the great wide opens with Brad Leitner and Cody Meyer. What? It's a hell of a show for a welcome back Cotter edition. I'm Pat Renwick, Andrew Ellenberger, and Luke Foley. We're coming right back on the Straight Cast Radio Hour. This is the mountain, and this is mountain whiskey. Unspoiled, untamed, forever wild. There's no safety net, no way down. Up here, it's just man and the mountain and his tin cup. Tin cup whiskey. Mountain whiskey. Want to know the difference between power bait and other soft plastics? Ask the fish. Berkeley scientists have thousands of flavors tested on thousands of fish. Natural, man-made, every bait that's ever hit the water. No matter the shape, size, or color, power bait is the only one that is scientifically proven. Fish bite and will not let go. TH Marine Hydrowave H2 KVD Edition is a surefire way to ignite a feeding frenzy. The Hydrowave utilizes a sound emitting technology that imitates bait fish and other feeding fish below the surface that preys on the competitive nature of bass and other game fish to get you more bites. The Hydrowave is another way that TH Marine has you covered from transom to trolling motor. Welcome back. This is the glorified version of a Bass and Talk Show. Make no mistakes about it. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. And right now, we're pretty stoked to bring to you the reigning king of Bass in YouTube. He's got the length. Showing us the length. He's right there. Ladies and gentlemen, 
Give it up for Big Bass Benny Milliken Fishing. Yes. What's up, Pat? What's up, Big Beasy? How you doing? Not a lot, man. I'm doing good. It's good to see Excited you. Excited to be on. Yeah. yeah, it's good to see you. You look good. Well, thanks. You do. You, and you sound good for whatever. I don't know. Like, you, like you sound yeah, good. Yeah, I got yeah. monkey pox in my throat or something. <laughs> whatever the new virus is. Monkey, it, it's so. called monkey throax. Mon- yes. Yeah, exactly. Monkey thoraxolol. Nothing. A couple brewskis can't help can't, out. Yeah, though, you, know? Can't, you know, it ain't it, that ain't nothing that gonna do. Or a little. Uh, oh, right. hey, uh, the word is YouTube. So whenever we say YouTube, uh, take a YouTube. Uh, uh, yeah, a sip of uh, of tin cup whiskey, uh, Benny's beer, pinky up for elegance, of course, and uh, yes, uh, and and drink responsibly. So Ben, we're giving away. If you like and share this live Facebook feed, we're giving away a tin cup whiskey extravaganza pack. But also, you're giving away something uh, to a lucky stray cast fan or MF or whoever uh, ha- happens to be um, viewing or listening tomorrow or tonight. No, Deal. it's only tonight. Yeah, it's only tonight, right? Yeah, correct me when I'm wrong, me. But it's only tonight. <laughs> it's only tonight. So, what do you want to give away from your uh, from your arsenal? What do you want to do? Um, that's a great question. How about yeah. we give away, um, how we got a prototype swim bait coming out that we've got, I got two double digits on it so far. Yikes. And, uh, how about a pair of Waterland sunglasses? Best sunglasses in the game. I like it. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's a double prize pack extravaganza. Deal. Let's Cur- do it. Courtesy of American Fishing. Like and share the live Facebook feed and, uh. Your chance to win it at the end of the show. Hey, dude, um, first off, cool to have you here on this format. We did the Bass Buzz show together. That was a blast. Um, I had a ton of positive feedback about the Bass Buzz episode. Now it's kind of just like a little free-for-all with you and I, you know? And yeah. uh, But this is going to be a free-for-all, too. <laughs> Make no mistakes. Yeah, was- <laughs> Make no mistakes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, this is a, this is the straight cash show, dude. And this, this, is, this is Andy and I's baby. You know what I mean? Just like Milliken Fishing Channel is your baby. You know what I mean? Like when people have projects, Mark Zona Fishing Show, that's his baby. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. so it, this this means a lot to us and we we pick our guests wisely. And you are the first YouTuber to ever come on this straight cast show. Like people are like, "Oh, whatever, big deal." But that's just it, to us it is. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, like we're breaking down boundaries here. Yes. It's yes. Great. <laughs> exactly. It's like we've become Switzerland. But no, no, dude, we could tell you have the Asgardian blood in you. You know what I mean? And and the deal is, but I got. Let's let's put it this way: it, you can tell a proper Bassin man. You know what I mean? It's, um, first off, I I figured out what the deal is that I like about Ben Milliken YouTube, and I don't necessarily care for about other YouTube channels. Okay. This is it. This is it in a freaking nutshell, dude. Uh huh. You keep the fish center, you keep the freaking fish center, and you know. That all of this is ridiculous, and you point it out, and you keep the fish center. Now, there's ego in every bit of fishing. Everyone has it. We all have it. But you keep it in check, man. You're not doing the video for 
for like you're doing it for the love of the fish and it's right. no, it's noticeable it's and you're also doing it as you you are not trying to do your youtube content as another youtuber that already exists does that make sense it makes total sense yeah. and i got uh, that's awesome hearing from you you know started the channel a while back and from the start that's always been the goal is to make it about the fish about the experience and make it real be myself there's so much acting and fakeness on uh all all social media but the the social media fishing side of course um and, and that's something that we always try to stay away from not staging anything not acting and just giving it to people real and uh, i think that's what people like the most um about the channel still but to hear it from you someone that has more of a, a tournament passion tournament background for such a long time in the game and some of the guests you have on that that means a lot pat well yeah well seriously and, and thanks for saying that ben and and it's 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 more or less the teaching qualification things, and we'll get to that later. But you, you, there's no way you could possibly have a YouTuber that's pretending to be another YouTuber teach a person how to bass. That don't, don't, don't happen. You have to be your own person. You know what I mean? It's, For sure. I, I don't know. And, I mean, that's that's a big big thing. I'm sure we'll dive more into that. But, yeah, there, it's just uh, so much regurgitated information. <laughs> it really is. It's like, but, I mean, come to Mama Bird and get your feed. <laughs> It was when I got into bass fishing kind of strictly like after I fished my first tournament when I was like later in high school, um, I, got, I, I was all about it once I started catching bass and I saw the competitive side of things. But that was a big learning curve for me. Uh, and, but back then it was like the online message board side of regurgitated information <laughs> where, you know, you got, it's, and it's basically the same thing with uh, any social media professionals now that um, are, you know, reading about what should work, what baits should work and what techniques are best and stuff. And then they're making content about it. Well, it's the same thing back then. Yeah. You had, to, you had to siphon through so much garbage about the proper way to rig something or what to use that was on all those online message boards that uh, that's a huge part of bass fishing. I feel like it's figuring out what's <laughs> legitimate and what's yeah. complete lies. Taking what you need and leaving the rest, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> So we, dude, I think you, do you think you're a proper bassin man? Man, I would say so for yeah. sure. I, I think a, a lot of people see my, my channel these days and they think I'm just, you know, some privileged kid with a bunch of expensive electronics just goes out for a couple hours a day and tries to look at fish with the periscope. But, um, yeah, from the start, man, I, I fished tournaments for 10 years before I ever started, um, any type of social media fishing and that entire 10 years, I wasn't making any money hardly so i know the grind of sleeping in the truck and being ate up with everything and not knowing if you got enough money to get your gas money to get home from a tournament and stuff like that but it's all i wanted to do so i think having that background um i, I guess you you would have to decide if i was a proper bassin man but well no i think, I think you are you wouldn't be here i do not have people that are not proper bassin men on the show they've been on the show Non-propers mm -hmm. have been on this show over the seven years. I'm not going to lie about you. But going forward, you'll never see a non-proper on this show again. I ne like it. Never. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, man. I I'll tell you a couple laws of the proper bassin, man. You tell me if you're a proper bassin, man. All right? It's the company you keep. It's the company you keep. And, and Ben, I mean, I see you. You hang out with some cool people. 
Yeah, you got your coleslaw, of course. But here's most important. Your family, dude. Like the proper mm-hmm. Bassin man, family is so important. Um, and you are so family-centered. That's I mean, Absolutely. I, yep. It's very appealing to me, man. I mean, it's, uh, it, it's a cool deal, man, to see... You know, you out there with Ozzy, Max, your wife, the whole deal. It's it's killer. Yeah. It's killer. Gotcha, Gingy. Def- huge part of the channel for sure. Um, you have to realize as a proper Bassin man that the blessings are from something greater than yourself. It's not from you. That's the, Correct. It, it comes yep. whatever you choose it to be. It comes from there. It's a power greater than yourself. It's not from you. Okay, that's that's another law of the of the of the proper bass man, and of course the fish are center, right? Mm-hmm. The fish are center. Always. Always the fish are center, dude. Here's something that's tough, Ben. Here's something that's tough about the laws of proper bassing, man. You do things your way, but you pay a price. Okay, mm-hmm. it could be a good price, or it could be a bad price, or it could go through series of both. But you have to do things your way. I feel that every day, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> it's bassin' bassin ain't easy, dude. It it ain't. It ain't. It's not. And here's here's something that's real important about being a proper man. And I'm not, dude, I'm not trying to be self-righteous or like preach laws. I'm just telling you what all 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 freaking proper bassin men have in, in common. Okay. And that is like, here's the deal. You gotta give away to get more. And then mm. you get more success. Because if you don't you keep it all, then it, you'll have it, but it turns to shit. No, it's completely true. Some of the laws of proper bass. And you fit all those, bud. I'm in. You're on the show. Here I am. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I, uh, being a bass and talk show host is, is an awesome job. Just like being a YouTuber it is an awesome job. But we mm-hmm. do do work, right? Do do absolutely, do-do. yeah. And one of the parts is in my job, just as it is in your job, is research and development, right? We right. R and D, yep. man. So, like, I got on the Google machine today to uh, find out a little bit about my my bud Ben Milliken. You know, I wanted to get a little, like, you know, like, okay, behind the scenes dirt, and I don't know, really, nothing came up. <laughs> 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 but but here's what I got. Like I have some answers to the most frequently asked questions about you. Okay. All right. And I need you to. T- I'm going to tell you the answer, and uh, and you need to tell me uh, <laughs> the question. Deal. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> so, <laughs> this this could go a lot of ways. Dog. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. Hold on a second. I lost my place. I lost my place. Here it is. Okay. Okay. All right, so Ginger, are you ready? Let's get the computer going. Let's computerize this. All right, here's the answer to the uh, Google question about Ben Milliken fishing. The answer is October 19th, 2015. First YouTube video? First YouTube video. Very good about you, Ben Milliken. You nailed that about you on the Google machine. Seems like a frequently asked question. Yeah, whatever. I, yeah. It's uh, these yeah. are all freak. This is Google. Google. I mean, yeah, whatever. exactly. That's why I had to give you the answer, and then you give the that's question. A, about the only thing I remember from around that time. So that's perfect. <laughs> and if you go chasing rabbits, you know what I'm saying. The uh, <laughs> Rebecca, Christine, Ozzy, Mo, and Max. 
Who is my family? Who is your family? You nailed that. <laughs> that was a tough one. Real uh, tough. I had to think twice yep. about that one. Yep. $1.5 million. What is $1.4 million more than I've made in my career? <laughs> Good answer. They say that's your net worth on the Google oh, machine. Nice. Yes. You're Deal. Google. Yes, your Google... Uh, uh, do you know where I can find that? <laughs> <laughs> it's on the Google machine somewhere. Just okay, go searching right. the dark web. Search I don't it. care about the, the search. I want to find the money. <laughs> <laughs> it's there somewhere, Ben. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ready? Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande. Oh, that's going to be tough. Yeah. Uh, doppelganger, I would assume. Who's Ben Milliken's doppelganger? <laughs> she looks exactly like you. Yes. She does. She's the female version of you. No, she's your. Yep. that's your birthday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. she shares a birthday with you. June or I something. Should have known that. Yeah, you should know. So next Commonly time, known make sure you hit up Ariana on your birthday, and then she could come sing at your kid's birthday party. Deal. You know what I mean? That's the deal. That's how. That's how your kid flexes. Like, hey, my dad knows Ariana Grande. We're basically close now. <laughs> no problem, bud. Uh, polarized. Uh this is the dumbest uh, one. The dumbest one. What are are Ben Milliken's sunglasses? You dude, that's it. Stop right there. Stop right okay. there. That was the yep. that was the dumbest thing I seen on the Google. What are Ben Milliken sunglasses? The answer was polarized. <laughs> polarized. Freaking polarized was the answer. Hey, that's that's good. That means people are <laughs> taking, taking notice of our sunglasses. Brand. I know so exactly. Good that. for the brand, bud. And you're <laughs> giving away right, a pair right. tonight, aren't you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's called Waterloo and Ice, right? Water. That's exactly it. Yep. Waterloo, baby. Waterloo. That's like an ABBA song with Will Ferrell on backup vocals. Right. Yes. So you're giving away a pair of those tonight. Are you having fun so far, Ben? I am. Dude, I'm having a great time. I'm excited. I'm used to listening. Pat, I listen to all your podcasts, but that doesn't really mean much because we drive like six hours a day. So we listen to all sorts of stupid <laughs> well, stuff. Well, I really do like podcasts. Thank you for including me in the ridiculous life of Ben Milliken. Correct. I like that. I like that about you. Yeah, but hey, that's all the... Uh, that's um. Uh, stuff to oh here's the one and the last one okay now I might get some of these names wrong and I mean no disrespect by that uh, James gave me music so I don't feel uncomfortable please <laughs> all right this is also the uh, the googled the fifth most googled thing or whatever it is about Ben Milliken Rob Turkla Zach Ketchum, Michael Hasayo, and, <laughs> and uh, Josh Jurgensen. And no disrespect if I got the names wrong. I don't know a lot of these guys, but they don't know me either, so we're, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm trying to think what we all have in common other than being YouTubers. So maybe who are fishing YouTubers? Yeah, people also watched. Oh, nice. People also watched. So we'll yep. accept that as an answer. So I... Perfect. And, and again, seriously, no dis... I know I've heard of Turkla. Uh, right. But I, the other guys, and no disrespect, like are... I mean, and I'm like, are their channels any good? Um, One of them is Zach Ketchum's channel. He's very interesting. He's a good dude. We, we'd actually sponsor him with Waterland. Okay. He's got a huge channel, but it's different. It's not fishing mostly. It's more like... Babes. Lots of babes. Cra 
somewhat, but made mostly like crazy Florida stuff. Like, oh, really? Iguana, he's python on, wrestling, and, and he's gators. On, yeah, he's on uh, Swamp People, actually. Zach really? Ketchum. Okay. Yeah. Well, that Zach name Zach is awesome. Yep. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm this gonna is, take your advice and check out Zach Ketchum. Do it. Check him out. I like Florida stuff. I lived in Florida, in case you didn't know. Boca Raton. I, re- I remember you talking about that. Florida. I've, I've actually only been to Disney World a few times in Florida. Besides that, never visited. Sounds like a crazy-ass place. I, I lived in the out. girls' dorm for seven months. Florida Atlantic you, University was amazing. Did you try to trick them, say you identified as a girl or something? No, I was a stowaway. All truth oh, be I got told. You. Yeah, they didn't know I was there. Well, the, the, the one, some of them did. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> that's a long story. That's for the book. That's coming out in the book. Right, right. Anyway, enough nice. about enough about me, Ben. Enough about <laughs> Anyway, that's the Googled stuff, bud. About you. The most Googled stuff. So basic. That wasn't too bad. No, it, it really wasn't. I mean, but I mean, that's, it, it's kind of like some Ben Milliken life in a nutshell. If you think about it, right? Very small, small version. <laughs> I like it. Hey, like... We talk about this on the show. You and I have talked about it. And you, a lot of YouTubers actually call themselves influencers. And mm-hmm. to, to us people um, that are the most um, potent uh, humans are inspirers, not influencers. And, you know, I, I guess I can consider you uh, uh, an inspirer. You fish with a purpose, right, Ben? You fish with a purpose. I really like that you took that there. That's a great way to look at it. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So with that being said, I, I, I'm going to ask you, um, who's an angler that inspires you? Who's a bass angler that mm. inspires you, man? Well, I come from a tournament background. Like I said, I don't look up to anyone that makes social media content and hasn't fished professionally, personally. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Right, right. I get it. I, I can't say 44. one. Yeah, I can't say one. Uh, Mike Iaconelli was huge into me. Um, I don't know. Just when I read his book, when I was, it was like my first year of college. Amazing um, book, by the way. Yeah, that really let me understand that people, like I'm from Nebraska. There's almost zero fishermen um, <laughs> that have done well from Nebraska. Besides like Denny Brower. But yeah. Um, besides yeah, Danny, it, it, besides just Danny Brown, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Iaconelli definitely. Just seeing someone that came from a, a, a background that wasn't your traditional southeast background, good old boy. Seeing and, and seeing his story, I think was probably the most inspiring way to get me into fishing. Yeah, and I was lucky enough to fish with Ike last. Uh, Last winter, we're trying to plan something coming up here too. So, yeah, I'm excited for that. He's gonna scream a lot. Just letting you know, he does that. Yeah, <laughs> but remember, we we talked about before about um, Mike's a perfect example of it. Um, you have to do things your way, and you pay the price. Correct. And and, and Mike's an example um, of one of those laws of proper bassing, man. Like you know, Mike's had a hard road. Um, mm-hmm. but he seems to persevere and stay relevant through it all. In- yeah. I think that's, that's a huge thing that people don't talk about in the industry, no matter what side of it you're coming from is how difficult it is to make it in this industry. And you really do have to go through a lot to, uh, find yourself and find your place in it. That's one of the most asked questions I've gotten since the start of my career and my channel and everything is 
how do I start a YouTube channel? How do I become successful in the fishing industry? And it's, that's a hard, that's a hard question to answer. There's no answer for that. It's different for everyone, but I, I think you're right. There's no one that's just jumped into fishing and been successful and it's been sunshine and butterflies. You know? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? No kidding. <laughs> but dude, like, uh, for real, I think it's important, uh, again, for that, that inspiration to be there. What's a technique? Like, I need you to go back in the, in the Ben Milliken archives, in the songbook. Like, way, you know, way before that 2015 YouTube, way before those 10 years of Durbin and, and, uh, and blazing the trail in college, the double beezies, you know, with the All-Americans, you two guys. Look at you. Kicking ass out there. I mean, I need you to go way back, and I need you to tell me, like, an, a technique that inspired you. Like, what's a technique that made you Ben Milliken today? Um, I, 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 do I need to give an example, or you know where I'm coming no, from? No, I, I have one that sticks out in my mind, and I'm going to give some juice on something that I don't even know if it fucking works anymore because <laughs> I don't use it anymore. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's also been discontinued, which is stupid. But I hate that. When, when, I was, when I was tournament fishing, I had my fair amount of success locally, um, just flat out picking up a, a frog, a spinnerbait, a swim jig, whatever everyone else fishes and blasting down the bank, breaking down cover and stuff. But I kept, you know, I would, I would have a solid day of fishing about feel like I capped out and then I would still get, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth place, just out of the money. A lot of times because the guys that fished offshore were dominating a lot of these events. And so I did what everybody tells you to do. And I left all that stuff at home and I decided I'm going to go fish offshore and I'm going to learn this. And the way that I um, broke that and figured out and cut the learning curve for myself, and this was back like right when side imaging came out. And so I was able to, you know, side image hard spots and brush piles on my little, I, I think I started with like a five inch hummingbird screen is nice. what I was yeah. side imaging on. With the black little pixels. Oh yeah, it was terrible. It was just enough that you could like kind of see a brush pile. Maybe yeah. you just drove over it a bunch of times. It looked like, yeah, like Miss Pac-Man when you went over exactly. it. Yes. Exactly, exactly. But I would use a, uh, I got, I was like, this is expensive too, but I got to get three quarter and one ounce tungsten weights. <laughs> and I would Texas rig a Jean LaRue Who Daddy. Yeah, I know uh, the bait. Full size, the six inch size. Sure. Of course, Pradco, you know, wrecked the fishing industry by taking that <laughs> off the market, just like the <laughs> big biffle bug, but that's the hero right there. Um, but what, Tell us how I you really fish, feel, Benny. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would fish those and... And you like five feet of water in brush piles you couldn't see, or thirty feet of water in brush piles you couldn't see. You know, Yikes. below the surface. And that that um, the big bait was obviously like it got the aggressive fish and it got big fish. And that big weight allowed me to understand the bottom composition, how my bait was working through that deep structure, whether it be brush, stumps, rock piles, road beds, shell beds, whatever. And that cut the learning curve for me on figuring out how to work those baits. I caught a lot of giant fish and one, I started winning these tournaments like crazy once I figured that out. And it, that big bait mentality allowed me to understand where some of the biggest fish in the lake live and their draw towards a bigger bait. Because that, that big six inch who daddy was way bigger than like a six inch brush hog, just a bulky yeah. ma mass of yeah. plastic, which is way smaller than a lot of the baits I use now. But uh, that's that's one that sticks out in my mind is something that just like went from me being your 
average ordinary fisherman to me being like, okay, this is what I need to do. This is how I need to focus on it. And once you figure out how some of your baits are, you know, working through some of that deeper offshore cover, you can start downsizing to a really light bait and um, be a little more natural and understand this exact same principles. Yeah, that's Ben Milliken spoon plugging. That's the origin. That's the origin of Benny Milliken. It is, man. It's like you and you and the Buck Perry. Got that in common. You know Buck Perry. That's exactly right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You you should do a similarity video. So I just gave you a YouTube idea. Hey, I feed mayonnaise to tuna fish so it saves everybody time making sandwiches, and I hate mayonnaise. You know what I mean? So if you need I ideas, you. if you need ideas, you come to me, Ben Milliken. You know what I mean? Pat Renwick Consulting Services. Yes, exactly. Palinick fired me a long time ago, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look where he's at. Yeah, you know, in contention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious, man. Hey, um, moving right along here on the... Uh, on the uh, the life of Ben Milliken, <laughs> what makes Ben Milliken tick? Right, I mean that's that's what everybody wants to know. So, and you are the reigning king of YouTube. You really are of bass in YouTube. I don't care what anybody else says. When when you talk to, I'm just gonna say it. When you talk to respectable people in the industry and they mention a YouTuber, they mention Ben Milliken. So, and we're not blowing smoke at you, bud. We're, we're just being real here. Okay. So I'm, and I'm doing this because I want you to give real, real YouTube talking advice here on this segment. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to do yeah, it? That, that's, that's badass, Pat. Yeah, dude, I'm going to, I'm, I'm always going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I'm never going to shoot, shoot anything. Right, I'm not well, an actor. Like I said. Well, this... So I'll probably say some stuff that'll ruffle some feathers tonight, but that's the fun part, right? Good. Let's ruffle. Let's ruffle. But, ruffle. Here, but so this segment is called "So You Want to Be a YouTuber." <laughs> so you want to be a YouTuber, Gingy? What do you got for this one? What do you got for "So You Want to Be a YouTuber"? Like, because it's—I mean, it's like a—it's a whole process to be a YouTuber. Wait, Gingy, what are you doing? He's something. Ging. Wait, the record broke. The dang needle. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> I like it, Ben. So you want to be a YouTuber? <laughs> ben, I need to know, like, clickbait secrets. I need clickbait secrets, okay? Like, here's the deal. Like, my YouTube is amazing. Ginge and I have the Straycast YouTube. As you know, we get, uh -huh. like, we get like 500 to 1,000 plays, you know, uh, a YouTube. But we've never promoted the YouTube either. But you, yeah. get, you get like 2.1 million per click or whatever. Click likes, comments, like, subscribe. Well, I think shy. the first part, the most important part is understanding some of the terminology of uh, what you're trying to get when you for formulate the clickbait, Pat. Yeah, like click, I think you formula click like. <laughs> clickbait, click like, like, clickbait. But you, you yeah. have a formula because check this out. Let me, like, you know these. You created them. Here, here's, here's this one. Um. Uh, bullfrog catch and cook 2.5 million views yeah but you but you cap the... you capitalized bullfrog was that important yeah i think so okay capitalized but bullfrog everything i mean i put out three to six video seven videos a week sometimes for the last five years and every one of them is an experiment to see what will work you know and so you start doing different things and understanding but 
that was a video that did extremely well back before YouTube was, you know, super woke culture and you could actually, <laughs> you know, har selectively legally harvest animals on film and the video didn't just get completely shut down. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it's something. Bullfrog catch cook. Th thank yeah. God you didn't harm it. What about PETA? You know? I know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, unreal. So uh, here's, here's another one. Okay. Flash flood capitalized. Drains big capitalized fish to urban spillway. Flash flood brings big fish to urban spillway. Flash flood and big are capitalized. Right. Yeah, that had 2.5 million views. That's my most viewed video, I think. And it's crazy because I probably put less effort into that video than any that I've ever made in my career. So, <laughs> so like, it got the draw. It got the click. It got the click. Like, what? What were you thinking that day? What were you thinking that day? I flew into Houston. This was back before I lived here. I, me and my wife, Becky, were staying at the owner of Six Sense's house. Him and his wife went to work, and it was just been downpouring for two days. And my sister and her fiance were coming down, too. We're going to go to their beach house that's over on the, in the Galveston Bay area. So we, we were like, all right, well, their flight got delayed, so let's go, let's go fish for a little bit on the way to the airport because we got two hours to burn. And so uh, we were just literally driving around and found like a raging flooded spillway thing. <laughs> and all, all I had was reels, but Casey had a couple rods at his house. So I stole a couple rods. I took like five baits and one of them happened to be this little square bill in this custom color pattern we had designed. It had like saltwater hooks on it cause it just <laughs> had come in. It's called Gill Gillikin. And, uh, <laughs> And I proceeded to catch like seven or eight fish. And I taught some little kids that were fishing there how to tie like an improved clinch knot because they kept breaking all their stuff off and couldn't figure out how to tie a knot. And I think adding kids to videos could help a lot too. That's why uh, that maybe took off then. But yeah, that was the, that's the video right yeah, there. Dude. I, mean, I mean, and clickbait extravaganza. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that um, I'm on, I'm going to give you a scenario and you give me a clickbait title. Okay. Um, I'm battling headhunters uh, in South America while fishing for um, uh, fish that jump into trees and eat monkeys that give people monkey pox. You're battling. What's a headhunter? They cut you your say? head off and they put it on a pole and shrink it. Like a tribesman? Yeah. Didn't you ever see Milliken's Island with the Milliken oh, yeah, and yeah, the yeah. skipper? Yeah. Yeah. I would say um went right over your head. I said, no, didn't you no, ever no, no, see no. Milligan's no, Island? I'm just I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Gilligan's Island. Uh, I said Milligan's Island. Never I, mind. I know. I didn't go my dad jokes or dad jokes. <laughs> I would say um risking my life to catch the world's most savage monkey eating fish. How about that? Yeah, okay, good. That's it. Risking um, my life to save the world, to catch the world's most uh, dangerous monkey-eating, monkeypox savage fish. Got to throw monkeypox in there. But no, then it gets banned if you put monkey. That's, it goes exactly. through the DFD, uh, FDA, CDEA, and uh, Administration of Food, Drugs, and Alcohol. Click, click a link to find out more information. Yes, that's the word I was yeah. looking for. Yeah. Thank you. But thanks for the clickbait. Thanks for you the bet. clickbait. Hey, back you got to being... a couple of those on deck. You're waiting, waiting yeah, to put those out. I've been waiting to South. I made an illegal South America trip. I'm not sure if I could legally release it yet, though. 
because of the some of couple couple cases. I caught, you know, I caught a couple cases down there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, legal issues, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, hey, but anyway, but being back to the YouTube thing, like how important is it to have a guy like Coleslaw? I mean, everybody needs a Coleslaw, right? I mean, no, like Brand, Brandon Palinick, you know, he's he's got he's got you know the most amazing camera guy. You got an amazing camera guy, like that's absolutely, yeah. yeah. I mean, you can really be successful on YouTube by keeping your content very simple and very rough and not edited well. But I think with what we're doing and the type of channel that I have, it adds a lot more value to it when I, I you just get substantially better camera quality in shots of, of fish eating and stuff that you just yeah. wouldn't be able to do on your own. I get bored at the chess cam deal. You know, I For mean, sure. it serves a purpose. Don't get me wrong. And you've made some cool ones with chess cams. And like everybody's had that deal in yep, fish yep. life or, or helmet deal, you know, but uh, <laughs> I'm like a rhinoceros in the monitor. The, uh, <laughs> but the, you know what I mean? I like that. I like that aspect of it. I get a little tired of the deal. But I, so, how'd you find the coleslaw? Uh, just straight up job posting was it. That's it. Got luck. I really got lucky, man. And you put vinaigrette based, not mayonnaise based coleslaw wanted. That was the, the search term. Yes. Yeah, the top job posting search term I put That in was there, the clickbait for job postings. Yeah, it was perfect fit. Clearly a perfect fit. <laughs> and then no, I I uh, so I put the job posting up. Cole actually um, went out with us on one of our trips to South Dakota, and after that, I was like, "Yeah, you want a job full time?" And he was all in and never looked back. Nice. Yeah, and he does a hell of a job. He's a good dude. Yes, he does. Yep. Yeah, that's the Cole's law, dude. Vinaigrette based. That's him. <laughs> hey, um. Well, here's here's what I find interesting about you. You've done a lot of tackle tinkering videos, which mm -hmm. I mean, which are cool to watch. Y you got to have the tinkering in it. Like, here's what I'm getting at. There's a lot of people that make YouTube videos and then they just they just hold up a lure and it's kind of like whatever. And then they're like, this lure is awesome. And then they play, they spin it, and then they play like, you spin me right round, baby, right round, like a, you know what I mean? And then I hear you. That, that's it. And then there's also videos where you're using those same lures that you were tinkering with in the shop and your boat flipping seven and a half pounder. So my question to you is, how, what's, how do you mix the content? In other words, well, Here's a flat-out way to put it, because it might seem like an obvious answer, but it's actually not in today's day and age. What do you feel conveys more to the audience, or let's just say sells more to the audience, um, product in motion or just product? And the reason I ask that is we see so many anglers, or whatever you want to call them, TikTokers, and, and that are just achieve whatever their version of success is by spinning a lure mm -hmm. yeah I, and i think i'm gonna give you a long answer to that i'm gonna try to keep it concise but i uh i started when i like back when i was saying i didn't make any money and i was tournament fishing stuff something i did on the side was make my own tackle and sell it um and i had a lot of pride in that both making jigs and custom painting baits and stuff for people and selling them but um, and then as that got into video content, I knew how to do all that. So I thought it was very valuable to be able to share a way for people to 
not have to go spend five dollars, seven dollars on a jig, and instead make their own for yeah. eighty to eighty cents to a dollar twenty. Sounds you know, like the ginger ninja back there. He's got every mold there is. That's my guy back there. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I uh, I just felt like anything I do, I just do to bring people value. Um, and, and I thought that was a very valuable way to show people how to save a little money because I know a lot of people were, are in the same situation that I was in. And I still love to make tackle and give fish a different presentation than they got now. But as far as your uh, question about um, what's, what's more valuable, I've, uh, from my experience, and I'm an owner of Sixth Sense now, so I have insight to the actual information of what sells product. Um, I know for a fact that it's actual applicability of the product um, to catch fish as opposed to just showing the product. No matter how many views you might get spinning that product around, um, that goes back to deciphering what's bullshit or not in the fishing industry. Yeah, that like we all who's have buying that out. shit? Are people really buying stuff? Because in all these companies are giving the people money for spinning lures and spinning reel handles uh, and spools. Yeah. You know, yeah, but it's a, it's the same as tournament fishing. Though a lot of people will do stuff for a very tiny amount of money that makes you think that they're making a lot of money. Interesting. Um, and it's or they're not making any, and they're just trying to get a lot of views so they can hopefully take that and make a career out of it. But yeah, just because you see something on TikTok that gets a million views doesn't mean anything. That people are buying that plastic worm. Let's just say that it, just because mm, it gets a million. I, views. I don't know. I don't know about that. I. Very few. I think there's very few channels that don't actually go out and catch fish on stuff that are actually moving product. Right. No. So no. My my question was like, okay. So let's say so a plastic worm just being held and it gets a million views, mm-hmm. um, might not get the sales that you might think it would. Um, it would get almost none. Almost if not, none. If not none. Okay. And, and you're being and real. Less- you're a tackle company owner. Unless someone with some validity said it. Like, if we had Lee Livesey, who is one of the hottest anglers in the game, damn straight, say, I designed this worm or this crankbait, this is what makes it different, and this is why it's going to work, then a video like that might do extremely well and sell some product as opposed to, you know, him not saying anything or just being your average Joe Blow. That's where it's like a real big gray area in the industry. And once again, everything's an experiment to see what will work. And no one really knows until you're out there. So so here's what I think. And tell me if I'm wrong, because I don't know anything about YouTube. But I think this might be why you're successful at it, too. And you're able to flat out sell products for your own company. And, And that's because it's the repetition of it. For your company, Sixth Sense, you're able to continually show product in motion. And mm-hmm. it's not just um, Billy Bass who does a TikTok and then catches a 10 on a bait. One time. Two times. He does it twice. Okay? On the bait at the stock pond. All right? And, and he might sell a few baits. But I think the effectiveness of a YouTube channel is the, is the repetitiveness. Just like a commercial. Like a famous commercial you might remember. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, and that's, that's where I was going to go with that, too. I, I'm not going to like act like I'm bragging and say I'm on the same level as Lee Livesey or anything. But just because I've built such a back catalog of catching giant fish on baits, winning tournaments on a lot of these baits, even if I post a video with a new product that came out and there's not a bunch of fish catches on it, 
a lot more apt to receive a better feedback and more people purchasing the product. You know, it's the same with same thing with everything. But yeah, it's it's just all it's all a slippery slope. It's all an experiment. Um, a lot of professional <laughs> anglers, the large majority of professional anglers, despite my incredible respect for them, it's a big dog and pony show where you might not get what you're at asking of them as far as promotion and they might be like a guy that you really think can move a lot of product and they get no no push or anything they don't sell anything which is crazy in that sum and and yep. again ba- i mean back to lee uh lee's gonna back that up his his endorsement of holding the lure up and spinning it to um a cool whiskey meyer song and then he's gonna sl- sling a six pounder in the boat so Exactly. You know, yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's, it's tough to even bring Lee up. Yeah. I know you, you probably watched all the live. Yeah, like, and he's, and he's going to break his flip-flop and repair it as he's landing yeah, a six-pound. Seriously. So. Lee's just out there winning the tournament on his home lake. All, people watching him. People taking all his spots as soon as he leaves. And he's just like, yeah, just I'm cranking this ledge with this 300 DD crankbait. It gets down there perfectly. It runs like this, and he shows the fish. Like, Here's the bait, and the fish is out. This is the color you need to pick up. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't believe he's what a great guy, and what a uh, rock star in the industry. He is, man. Hey, I got to ask you one more thing about this YouTube, and, and then we're going to get on to some periscoping because everybody wants to know about uh, you know, <laughs> in the periscope, the, the real stuff. <laughs> yeah, like the it. scoopy scoopies. I'm going to get some dirt from you. But but uh, so you got to tell us this is the most important thing to anybody that wants to start a YouTube channel, anybody that already has a YouTube channel or anybody that used to have a YouTube channel and wants to restart the YouTube channel or do something. Right. What's the biggest no, no. What's something that's not going to get you hate mail? What's something you just don't do it. Don't don't do it. You don't like what don't do. What's the number one don't do. Don't do this. I, I can't think of a single thing, but the biggest thing I can think of is um, the fallacy of how you've been describing me and how you think of a lot of people um, in the social media line of work. No offense to you or anything, Pat, yeah. but because a lot of people have this stance, but just to think that you need to start a YouTube channel to try to get your way in, when in reality, you need to do every single platform, every type of content of, on every single platform to see what you can gain traction in because everything's so saturated right now um, on every platform, every type of content on every platform, yeah. every sub type of video to make in every single type of content in every platform that you need to see what you can be successful at. And so I guess my biggest thing, if you're going to start uh, a brand, we'll call it, don't limit yourself to YouTube because YouTube's so saturated. Honestly, I don't 10-4. know anyone that could start a YouTube channel right now, um, just YouTube, and be successful. It's so saturated and it's just like impossible unless you're like the most, like one of the most entertaining people in the world right now could start a fishing YouTube channel and it wouldn't get traction because there's so much out there. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get it. I mean, yeah. It is. A, that's why today. I decided that this is a radio show and no longer a podcast. That's, there you go. Yeah, see? Because that's it's a radio show now, Ben. B- broadcasting on 1490 yeah. AM. Super 1490 AM. This is the Bass Buzz Stray Cash Show coming at you. Got Ben Milliken on today. 
I'm Pat Renwick. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Pat. Long time, long time <laughs> listener, first time caller. Hey, <laughs> hey, you love your show. Thing yet? Is it uh, ruining bass fishing? Or, uh... Hey, should we have Periscope in bass fishing or should we ban it? What do you think? Chime in now. I don't know, dude. Come on, it's evolution of the sport. It is. It is. Right? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Brady Bunch thing, Ginge. That was really good. <laughs> it's evolution of the sport. It's like, okay, so should you not have had side imaging? Should you not have had whatever? But, I, dude, I think that, you know, here's what needs to happen. The anglers need to decide it. If it gets too much, let the anglers figure it out and go in the parking lot and fight about it. And That's then right. If you, yeah, and then if the, if the 80-something guys or whatever next year the elites is going to be, if they don't like it, they all go, like, ever see Anchorman? Where they all got yeah. weapons, you know, and everybody gets yep. weapons. That's what we're going to do. Some guys want periscopes. Some guys don't want periscopes. Have a big-ass freaking fight in the parking lot at an elite derb. May the best man win. And at the end, whoever wants periscopes, if they win, they get periscopes. See what I say? Yeah. So it's one rule. Yeah. One rule only. No touching of the <laughs> casting hands or wrists. Yes. Yes. And that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Uh, that is it. Beat the hell out of the face. <laughs> you don't need that. Hey, man, we got to talk periscopes. Like, because I'm going to bring this back. Here is what also separates you from other tubers. You actually have credentials. You catch a zillion big bass and you kick ass at the periscope. So when you get elites and proppers that are asking you about big bass and periscopes, it's a big deal, right? For sure. It's been I, awesome. It's really, uh, I think people, I think some of these elite series guys have let let go of their ego a little bit the last year and started really asking some questions and wanting to spend some time on the water with me. So that's been cool. Yeah. I, so, I mean, the could you imagine life without periscoping now? Yeah, I can. Okay. I enjoyed fishing a lot without it. It, some, it hurts me a lot of times. And so I, I don't hate... Uh, thinking about going out and dragging or fishing a spot more traditionally than using live scope. But um, at the same time, I wouldn't catch as many giant ones as I do now. That's for sure. Yeah. The it's, it's amazing to, to see that in action and, and interesting what she just said that can, a lot of people are into this, this to the periscope now and really studying it. Right. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you've been on it. You've been on the train for a little bit. What's what's something that what's a sneak, man? Like, I want to know different sneaks. I don't even have one, but I know our viewers want to know. Like, so I there's got to be sneaks about settings. There's got to be sneaks about baits. There's got to be sneaks about fish determination. There's got to be sneaks about tackle that you've developed, man. Like, and I want you to oh, tell. No, that's that's just all time on the water, Pat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've developed it. You, it's true. You've developed it through time on the water. But here's the thing, man. Like, I want you to tell the stray cast viewers and the MFers here tonight something you ain't ever shared before about this periscoping. Are you ready? Like, give it, dude. The dirt, <laughs> the dirt. Like, I don't care. No bullshit. You said you're gonna be honest. Oh, like, man. Yeah, like, I said I was going to be honest. I didn't say I was going to give up all the juice, Pat. I, you said you were going to tell the truth, the whole truth, no, nothing but the truth, so help you, <laughs> Ja Rastafari. <laughs> and, um, my, I guess if I had to give one thing that makes the biggest difference that really took me to the next level with it 
was I stopped, I stopped using it at um, shooting out 50, 60 feet, and I started panning out to 100 feet. And that's, that's been the biggest thing for me. Okay. For sure. I know that seems extremely simple, but a fish at 50, 60 feet these days, and that's at the far end of your live scope, um, you know, so they're not going to show up quite as well a lot of times. You're not going to tell what kind of species they are a lot of times. Um, but, I mean, you can make, depending on how good a caster you are and what bait it is, but I can make a 120-foot cast with a six-ounce glide bait or yeah. jerk bait or a Texas rig or something. So you can pan that out there further. And the more I started doing that, the more you just get so much more feedback and you can cover so much more water and find so many more uh not even active fish, but just fish in general. And the more, I mean, it's just like, I learn constantly. I, I, uh, I process information really quickly on the water. That's why I feel like I can go break down a lot of water and fish a lot of places and have a successful channel where I travel constantly and fish new water. Um, and that's one way that I do it. I don't think I could really pan out further than a hundred feet much, maybe do 120 at most. But I always run it at 100, and I cover water, and I'm learning how all those fish are acting to my baits constantly, what species are there, what the bait fish are doing. Well, how do you know this? Stop, 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 stop. Okay. So that's a that's <laughs> – hold on there a minute, Ben Milligan. Slow down. The, so <laughs> what I'm saying about how – okay, how do, fish reacting. Let's take that one first off. You know when you're fishing for a bed fish, and you can kind of tell yep. if it's going to eat or not? You can kind of tell yep. if, if she gets hot. You know what I mean? Can you do that on the periscope? Oh, every single fish. Okay, so like what's a fish that's not going to eat? And then what's a fish that's going to eat? Well, a fish that's not going to eat. How's that? Behave? There's a lot. That's that's a pretty um that's an expansive category, I guess, but <laughs> they can do a lot of different things. Some of them even lately if it's a really pressure lake when the bait hits the water, even if they're and we, this is another thing. We don't give fish credit for how well those lateral lines work. And that's one thing I've learned from watching the periscope that's unbelievable. Um, but I can hit the water with a bait when they're 20 feet below the surface and it can spook the fish and make them take off sometimes with a big bait or something. Really? And if 20 fish, feet down? Yeah, with like two foot visibility in the water. You're shitting Think me. about that, Pat. Nope. Dude, that's insane. Could, and I'm a freaking bank runner pitching a jig. I always tell people, don't make splash casts. Correct. But at the same time, when the fish are really crunk and getting after it, you can hit the water and a fish can come from 40 feet the other direction. Go check that out. So it goes both directions. Okay. Anyways, we're, so yeah, you just you see all sorts of crazy stuff, especially down here when I'm where I'm fishing these lakes that have giant fish and really fish of all different sizes. You learn so much about every single fish out there. And it's, it is like bed fishing in that they all can be completely different. Every single fish. And you're, and you learn about that through electronics. Were you good at video games when you were a kid? I was, but I didn't make time for them because I wanted to fish and play sports and be outdoors. Yeah. Like, do you have to be good at video games to be good at the periscope? I don't think so. No, no? but hand eye coordination is huge. And being a good caster is huge too, of how, a lot of different baits. How do you judge distance? Okay. That fish is at 70 foot. What's Ben Milliken's method for, I need to throw 70 foot. I mean, I know you have the, you could tell when it hits the water and watch it go, but like, there's gotta be something in Ben's mind that says I need to make a 70 foot. What's your calibrate? What's your caliber? Your calibrated hundreds of thousands of casts. Okay. Can you, so you can do that. You in your head, can say I'm going to make a 40 foot cast. 
Yeah, and sometimes I mean it's four basketball hoops. One big thing with these uh, some of these baits you're throwing on a live scope. Like I have this bait that's called the Moby. It's a 15 inch glide bait. It weighs 14 ounces, and I have it weighted. It usually slow floats, so you can work it down to like three feet, and then it floats back up. But it Pat the thing's this fucking big. It's huge, it's incredible. But <laughs> old gym shoe, 15 inches. It's incredible. But Dennis Rodman, exactly. I have it. So it slow sinks. And I mean, I've, I've caught fish on that bait when they wouldn't touch anything else. When I had to let the bait sink for like two minutes to get down like 10 feet. And then I had to lead the fish knowing that it's going to take that amount of time to get to them wherever they were swimming towards or wherever the fish were positioned and the school was moving. So yeah, I mean, a lot of things go into account with how the fish are set up, how fast they're moving. Um, to how fast your bait's going to sink to get to them. If you need to drop, like, like I said, some of those days where they're just like right on it when it hits the water, when they're really active, um, those are days you usually want to drop it right on their head at, at however many feet where the fish are at. And then there's the other days, like I fished last night and they were so spooky that, I mean, I had to lead them like 40 feet past them and then work the bait to them. So wow. they didn't hear the bait. Isn't that something? And it changes all the time, doesn't it? Like always. I mean, it changes every hour and stuff. Like, it, it constantly changes, let alone each fishery each day. That's nuts. That's wild. Those but the good thing is, brains. you got they the got feedback then, right? You got yeah. what, Ben? You, you get the feedback from the fish. That's the cool thing about it. You're not guessing. You know what's happening. Yeah. it's And, and you get that with the periscope more so than any other source of electronics, correct? I mean, it's, you don't get it yeah, on... Yeah, for sure. Yep. And, and, and just think, like... You know, that's that first hummingbird unit you had with the Miss Pac-Man brush pile at the bottom. That's right. And now you're on this, man. What's, do you use the periscope to find objects and not just fish? Oh, absolutely. Is it yeah. better than the other sources, like, say, a side imaging feature for that? Um, I mean, you can't cover water as fast as your trolling motor is side scanning. You can't cover as much. You know, you point your side scan 100 feet out. You can cover 200 feet of water going seven miles an hour. So, no, you, you can't cover water as fast. But I catch a lot of fish out of objects that I don't see the actual fish in because they're tight to the object. All right. Well, let's use an example like 360 then. I mean, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe the side imaging was a bad example. But 360 you can use at a at a... You know, at that standpoint, to find objects is the, you know, let's just put it this way. And you are, are you sponsored? You're not sponsored by an electronic company. Oh no, no, yeah. I do whatever I want with it. Right, I, I thought, I thought so. I didn't on my new boat. Yeah. So, so if you were going to get, what is it like? If somebody was getting into the game, the deal to have is the periscope, and not, not, you know, that's going to do everything you need, right? Yeah, most. You had things. to pick almost one. everything. You had to pick one. Oh yeah, definitely periscope for sure. But, um, yeah, a lot of people, I think, use it differently than I do. Like, they keep the troll motor pretty straight or they spot lock on a spot. And so they think 360 is very valuable. And I can understand why it would be if you're stopped in a spot and it's pinging around. Um, but I pan like crazy. I'm constantly right, left, right, left, right, left until I see something that looks like something. And then I'm casting at it. And at that point, I'm not going to, I'm moving so fast that the 360 is not going to repopulate in time for me to see anything that I didn't already see um, with the live scope. So, gotcha. Okay. The biggest, biggest thing for me, though, since I've, I did get 360 on, I have found 
um, some fish when I was like on top of a spot when I was casting that fish. I was like, where the hell? Why aren't they there? And then it spins around once and I see they're 70 feet behind me the other direction. And then I cast at them. Or it's good for seeing bottom composition, a hard bottom area. Like if you're next to a road bed, you can really see how it lays out on the 360 or bluegill beds um, or even bass beds. You can see how those lay out really well on the bottom, which are kind of hard to see on the periscope. Gotcha. On the periscope, what's the shallowest you ever used it? Um, you can use it. You, you, do, you do have to dial it in. Um, like I was saying, I like to run at a hundred. I dial it into like 50 or 60 feet if I get under like five or six feet deep. Um, but it's, it's a lot more successful in greater than five feet of water. It, it's a lot more valuable for sure. Gotcha. But if you were in the back of a Creek and five foot of water, maybe not using it for fish, but using it for objects, it might be valuable. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. You define, do you refine your tackle? Has the periscope made you refine your tackle? Definitely. Give me an example. For better or worse. Give me an example. Yeah, both. Give me an example of both. I mean, it works so much better for targeting suspended fish. And so um, I fish glide baits a lot more, which have a tendency to stall more in the water column. They work slower side to side. They don't necess- they're not like a, a crankbait or a jig on the bottom or something like that. Right. Uh, I fish a little swim. I mean, I just fish a lot more swim baits, line through swim baits. Um, jerk bait, obviously, is extremely valuable bait. Um, and then in just a big spoon, of course, too. anything that you can work more vertically in the water column, um, is, is very valuable for sure. So you, you have, you might be went from way back to the old days when you were saying, when you went outside, you had the bigger baits and, uh, this is just a refinement. That's that. right. Hey, you're yep. a Derber dude. You're a Derber at heart. Our boys are going to, uh, a lake that treated you well, mm-hmm. the elite series there. Tomorrow, they're going to battle. The boys are going to battle. Yeah. Eighty-something anglers. What do you think of that place? Well, I thought it was really, really good. But then I talked to all the dudes that have been practicing up there, and it's like <laughs> it's been extremely difficult. And I'm just it's being stingy. By that. It's being stingy. I saw you there just spanking them. Yeah, we caught them pretty good, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't. We didn't really whale on the big bags. I know, like fighter and some of them guys caught like 25 pound plus bags when they were there messing around but it sounds i I wish i could give some more insight on how cool the place was but it's just not fishing well right now for whatever reason which sometimes that makes for a lot better tournament anyways and a lot of people get kind of worn out by like the saint lawrence type tournament last time where it's just like constant fish catches of fish that are ounces apart this one's going to be a true grinder um to even catch a limit, I think for a lot of guys, which is that's insane. Bizarre. That's insane. Yeah, is that so? Yeah, even with the Maybe periscope, bud. Even with the periscope, that's what it sounds like. Um, oh, but to go back to that, I'm so so happy they're going to Oahe. What an extreme, like insanely cool place for for them to take a tournament. I'm sure Mobridge doesn't offer the same amount of money as a lot of like <laughs> <laughs> southeast. Um, big cities and stuff like that. So that's it's cool that they are willing to do that. I mean, like fast, Alabama. Fast, fast that is. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you don't got Boyd out there funding everything anymore. But um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, but yeah, that that lake is incredible. It's bizarre. There's nothing like it unless you fish one of the other lakes on that chain. It's like fishing on the moon. I think Ike um, described it because you can run 40 miles down the lake and not see a tree on the bank. Isn't that nuts? Hey, it's 
Yeah, the guys posting pictures of, of wild buffalo on the banks from up there. It's just been it's so cool to see that. That's I mean, there's so few areas Ma- Matthew of the world a, like that anymore. Matthew skinned a buffalo during practice and then Did he really? Yeah, and wow. then he wore its pelt to keep warm at night. That's smart. Yeah. It's a lot cold, cooler up there, you know. Yeah. Typical practice night. Yeah. On Oahu. Slow. You yep. know what I mean? Who's your who's your pick for Oahu? Uh I don't know how he's doing because I didn't talk to him, but I'm I'm gonna go with fighter still. Oh, okay, yeah, your boy. Yeah, yep. he's feeling confident. That kid's. He, I like his new burst of confidence. I think that I think he might do all right. He might do all right. He should have confidence everywhere he goes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, it's I incredible. Like yeah. yeah, you know, he's one of the best anglers in the world. Damn straight, damn straight. You're a big bass expert too, dude. Like you have credentials there because okay, when I was a kid, you. You probably know who this guy is, Doug Hannon, the Bass Professor. Oh, yeah. Yep. So, like, I used to love studying about Doug Hannon and his love affair with the big bass. Like, mm-hmm. as dumb as that sounds, like, he loved big bass. He, I don't remember what the number was of fish over 10 pounds that he had. Like, do you know? It was a lot. Yeah, crazy a lot. Like Thousands, right? Yeah, dude, like nuts, bro, documented nuts, like... Mm-hmm. And this is in Florida, in public waters, and, you know, like, going crazy places on the St. John's River and back in bodies mm-hmm. and swamps and swimming with fish and alligators and, and testing how his sweat react, how fish reacted to his sweat. And, st- and did you I know? I think we, we talked about that when we met that weekend. Yeah. Um, talking yeah. about different pheromones the fish gave off and different people giving off different pheromones um, made them more apps to catch bigger fish exactly that was one of our in our enlightenment sessions we talked about we talked about pheromones and the that's uh, right (laughs) and uh we discovered that roland martin at that period had the um the most appealing pheromones to big female bass that's a true story (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> At that time, Doug Hannon did did experiments. That, that must have been that must have been one of the rules Bass created in his league. <laughs> <laughs> so my question is, dude, like, so seriously, like, how many double digits you got? But like, how many you got? Oh, like uh, fifteen or so, I think. Now, nothing <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's still pretty good. Yeah. I could catch a lot more, that's for sure, if I really focused on it. But uh, the the content where you just go out and try to search for one fish a day isn't too uh, I get it. applicable to you getting views and making a living on social media. Do you see, like, uh, this is a weird question, but do you see, like, more sevens or eights? Are, are sevens or eights, like, a more common size, or are those rares, too? Oh, no, they're very, some of the lakes I fish, they're common, for sure. Yep. So that's but like a more a one, common Texas size class. Yeah, I'd say like a seven in Texas is like a a five in Nebraska or something like that. Gotcha. I don't know what your fish are like there. They're smallmouth. Two and so a half I'm pounders are huge here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the the interesting thing I've found though from living down here is I've realized um, I, I I kind of thought before that the biggest fish in the lake lived more solitude lifestyles and lived by themselves. But a lot of these lakes down here in Texas, um, the biggest fish in the lake actually will live in schools of like six to 20 fish all around that size. 
and they will use their strength and numbers to overtake bait fish and, and move around and eat. And, uh, yeah, you'll see some of these wolf packs blasting around and cast to them and you'll be like, yeah, I mean, fish that are giant don't school up and group up like that. And then one will eat it and it's a 12 pounder. <laughs> Unreal. Yeah, it's nuts. Big bass are crazy, dude. They are for sure. They're absolutely bonkers. <laughs> hey, before, before I was, I'm having a good time, but we're going way over. Oh, we got to do this again. Yeah. No, you got to come back on again sometime. Like you, Let's get, do it. yeah, we should, you know how, like when, um, when, uh, Johnny Car, you know, Johnny Carson show or David Letterman. Yeah. Yeah. Like of sometimes course. they'd go on vacation and have guest hosts. I want you to be a straight cast guest host. Okay. Deal. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to do a whole show by yourself one time and then I don't even have to do anything. I'm just going bassing. Okay. Absolutely. With you're gonna a periscope. You're going to ship Ninja down here. Do I come up there? No, he's going with you cause he wants to jack some tens. Deal. And then I'm going to DiCaprio's Island to have fun. So, you guys do your expected. thing. You guys do your thing. But let's get serious for our last segment of the show. Okay. Okay? Like, let's... Did Ginger, you got any Save the Puppies music? I would like Save the Puppies music. Yes. Yes. You hear it, Ben? I hear it. Let's go. Are you feeling it? Are you feeling it? No. You're gonna... Not at all. <laughs> are you going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you... Oh, man. Bass? Let's do it. Do you... Um, do you have any uh, regrets? Regrets in angling. Is there any regrets in your angling career? No, I don't. Good answer. Nothing. Yeah. It's like, and it's like real that there's no regrets. It's not like people that get the tattoo that says no regrets and they spell it wrong. You know, I mean, it's real. Correct. Yeah. yeah. You, ever, you ever see that? No, I, I don't at all, man. I'm so proud of every step along the journey and I'm excited to see what will come yeah. even you, further. You feel you've done it your way. 100%, man. See? See we're talking about? See we're talking about? Could you have been a Guggen if you wanted to be a Guggen? Like, was that a thing? Was that on the table? Um, yeah, I've turned that down like yeah. three times now. Yep. Like, how do you turn down being a Guggen? Like, what is, like, so like, what did, I don't know. Did they like send a bunch of people over, buy you a fancy dinner, and take you out, and be like, we want to make you a Guggen? Is it like- uh, every situation was very different, but more or less, I just said that I was not interested or it just talks didn't go any further. Yeah. And, 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 you know, again, like there's different types of YouTubers. You could have went the Guggen path. What if you would have yeah. done that? I was about to and way back, but. I felt like um, that was I, I wanted to work harder and do it myself than to uh, just not have to work as hard or not or just be big because of their name. I wanted to do it on my own and I didn't really stand for a lot of the stuff that uh, I saw happening that a lot of the people that don't necessarily in the public see happening with that group of people. Yeah. And, and again, like I have to say that um, God bless that whole thing that whole thing what what a success they made for themselves mm-hmm. you know in that whole organization and continue to make in many ways but like i think it's wild that you for some reason decided not to take that path like it seemed like maybe it would have been the logical thing for ben milliken to do but something told you not to do it at that time at a vulnerable time you know what i mean yeah the- Definitely. That was back. Um, the only reason I 
considered anything like that was it was before my channel had really grown and taken off and i had no idea if i was going to be able to make a living doing this um but i i really started to get an idea of uh what that brand um stood for and maybe the way that some some of the individuals treated the industry and people in the industry and the professional anglers in the industry uh and i had I felt like I had more respect for it than to do that myself. And so I uh, went my own route and I had nothing against them or, or anything, but it just didn't make sense to me business-wise to uh, do that. Yeah. And I'm and a again, lot I, happier that I didn't, that's for sure. I got to tell you that I asked this question again, just because I find it very intriguing and I never mm-hmm. really talked to you about that. Like I asked you, yeah. I asked you before if you were ever a Guggen and you told me no. That was the extent of it. And I, that's just me asking. I'm like, hey, when I met you, I'm like, hey, were you a Guggen or something? Mm-hmm. You know, that's just me being a South Chicago jag off. That's all that is. <laughs> the, but but I, I mean, and again, the fact everyone finds they're there in bass fishing. The Guggens found they're there. That's what they did to find. They wanted to be in the fishing industry, and they found a way. Mm-hmm. Ben Milliken wanted to find his way in the fishing industry, and he did it. But it's interesting that there's so many people, like, at that time. And that's the fascinating point. I got to tell all the Googans again. I'm not picking on it. I don't even know what the hell's going on there. But I just found it very interesting that at that point of your life, you did not pick that path. That's mm-hmm. that's fa- that yeah, and, and all really all three opportunities have been at different parts of my career. One was not that long ago, but um, yep. <laughs> well, no, I, I, and again, just a, a, an interesting way to do it. So let me ask For you sure. this question: What was the first lesson that you ever learned in the fishing industry? And tell me the last lesson that you learned in the fishing industry. A couple life lessons. Give me two of them. Life lessons. Yeah, in the fishing industry. A couple lessons you learned. Oh, man. That's tough, Pat. Um, I know. I think one of the biggest lessons I learned that has made me be successful business-wise is to not accept small um, offers from companies and demand more um, and, and... I guess just basically telling brands that you uh, are more valuable uh, until the right one comes along and and really to align yourself with the right companies that are growing on on the same path as you or have the same visions as you. Yeah. Because there's a lot of random money that gets tossed around that's not really sustainable in the fishing industry. Um, And, uh, I learned quickly that it's better to align yourself with someone long-term than the short-term financial gains. And you really should, and Ike talks about it all the time too. I don't mean to keep bringing him up. I got a lot of respect for the guy though. No, he's a good businessman. Absolutely. He says that all the time, not to take those tiny deals with companies that don't know anything about you, you have no relationship with, and instead look for more, ask for more um, to, to bring more value and then work your ass off to give them that value. And that's, and that's a big thing. Yeah, that's that's held true every single day since I started a career in this industry. So maybe not always take the quick cash. Correct. Yeah. Yep. For the TikTok video. Or the TikTok video. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ben, dude, uh, it's been a good time with you, bud. Like, Absolutely, man. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to many more YouTube videos with you and the whole fam. 
and uh, and everything going on there, dude. I I gotta ask before we go if you have. Oh, also we gotta give you gotta give uh, Benny a uh, a prize winner, Ginge. Text him Be a prize winner, Ginge. Yeah, text him a prize winner for the Milliken uh, prize pack so he can announce the name. Uh, Ned. And uh, I, I got to ask you this while Ginge is getting that taken care of. You got to have a, a message for the Bass Galaxy from you, Ben Milliken, addressing the Bass Galaxy as the king of YouTube. You're the okay. King. Yeah, you're the for one. your winner of the giveaway <laughs> of the unreleased swim bait, which I Uh-oh. probably will get in trouble for giving people. And Uh-oh. for the Waterland sunglasses is Ginge. Hit me with some music. <laughs> See, he's already practicing for his guest host spot. I like it. I love it. He, he's oh wait, Ging just got the wrong name. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, Ging. <laughs> Is it John Papadopoulos? What's the kid's name? What's the kid's name from <laughs> vacation when he gives the wrong name? Papa uh, Giorgio. I got, I got the right. John Papa Giorgio. <laughs> is it John Papa Giorgio? <laughs> there it is. There it is. Coming at you. The winner is Derek Easton. Derek Easton, come on down. He won the Ben Milliken secret swim bait. And the uh, Waterloo ABBA Will Ferrell Signature Series <laughs> sunglasses, which is, which is pretty cool. So, Ben, thanks. Dude, uh, when are you going bassing? Tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to wait till tomorrow, I think. Yeah? See, are you, you got to go into the recording studio and cut some vocal tracks tomorrow, right? That's right. Yeah, yep. For some death metal screams tomorrow. <laughs> Done. <laughs> oh, Dude, I literally have so much uh, stuff that I did not even get to to you, so you got to come... Back on the show, if you could see all a, that. Is there an after-hours show? I'll come back on at, like, midnight? Yeah, let's do that. You want to? <laughs> Gar- Aaron's buddy Garen's in town, and uh, and so and so is Ginge. I'll call some other people over, and we'll have a good old time. You know what I mean? I'll meet you at Oahe. We'll do a live show. <laughs> a live Oahe show. <laughs> see you in 23 hours. I might be able to budget that. Took. Let's see what we can do. How far of a drive Deal. is it for you? Yeah, it's like 22, 23 hours or yeah, something. Let's get that so together. Let's get that yeah, together. I'm great. glad I didn't go with you when you invited me there that other time because I would have got COVIDs from you. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. Hey, Cody Myers coming on next. And I was going to say, yeah. give Cody a shout out. I want to do some Periscope with him out west. He's fished a couple places that we went out to out in the Idaho region. Yeah, dude, he caught Choo Choo uh, Snoogan Fatty Magoo world record spot for a few days. Uh huh. He did. I know he did. Yeah, well, yeah. All right, bud. So thank you very much. Uh, appreciate it. I'll see you soon for some bassin. And we'll have you back on this Stray Cash show. Uh, thanks, MFers, that tuned in tonight, too. Appreciate you as well. Put the power poles down. Yeah, I'm going to take a break, dude. And I'll be right back with Cody Meyer and Brad Leitner into the great wide opens. Peace, Benny. Peace, Bass Galaxy. Be right back. Peace, dude. Step up your game. It has been said that professionals are only as good as the tools they work with. And Alpha Angler has developed the ultimate set of tools for you the competitive angler. Alpha Angler Custom Rods 
brought to fruition by the passion of master craftsman Jake Boomer and 2017 BASS Angler of the Year Brandon Palinick. Alpha Angler rods are custom made in the USA, designed and engineered to be perfect. Alpha Angler utilizes a very unconventional approach to making the very best bass rods, from drop shotting to flipping. Alpha Angler's focus is on building perfectly balanced tournament grade bass rods at an affordable price. Join the Alpha Lusion today and purchase direct at alphaangler.com. Step up your game, alphaangler.com. As a professional angler, I rely on my equipment to be successful on the water, and my eyewear is no exception. Oh, yep, yep, good one. Six pounder, seven pounder. From daylight till dark, every single day of my life, in the truck, on the water, my amphibia eye gear provide 100% polarized protection. They're ANSI safety rated for impact, and best of all, they float. Welcome back. There it is. All right, now we're back. This is the glorified version of a Bass and Talk show. And I'm your host, Pat Renwick, and this is a, uh, a once-a-month segment that we have here on Straycast, co-hosted by Brad Leitner. It's called Into the Great Wide Bass Opens. And uh, tonight uh, we got Brad here and my buddy Bass and Badass, Cody Meyer. Give it up for Cody yeah. and Brad Lightning. Hell yeah. Welcome back to the Straight Cast Show, Code. Good to see you. Hey, good to see you guys. You know, the last time I was just thinking about it, I was somewhere in the middle of, I think, Wyoming when we did this show last or something. So yeah, finally got home. You caught me on a perfect day. Just got home a couple hours ago. So we're here, man. Are you in a greenhouse or a tent or something? What are you in? I can't. What yeah, is that? I'm in a greenhouse. No, this is the, <laughs> this is the backyard. I got the kids inside going crazy. I figured we got uh, some window view here just to look out. So yeah, man. Yeah, it's it's cool, man. Nice view, and and I like thank the, you. I like the sim shirt. Like not Dude, a in this shirt, Rad. Yeah, not yes. as but not as not a sim sales pitch, but a sales pitch. Like that particular shirt that you have on right now is so soft, it's ridiculous, right? It is, right. man. Prove me it's wrong. Like, it's like wearing underwear. Dude, this <laughs> thing's incredible. It's like wearing underwear on your chest, Cody. You I know what know, I mean? Man, like a fresh shave <laughs> is what it feels like. Cody, you are a professional bass angler for many, many years. That is no secret around these parts. You are currently uh, an MLF professional, and you are also on a quest for the Bassmaster Elites, and you're fishing the Great Wide Bassmaster Opens, and you're doing pretty well, Code. Isn't he, Brad? Isn't he doing good, Brad? He is doing absolutely awesome. I think he's sitting <laughs> right on the bottom. He's right there. Heck yeah. How you feeling, Code? You know, I'm feeling good, man. It's crazy. I, I, was, I talked to Brad a little bit yesterday, but... Uh, you know, like I say, I've done this for a long time. I've, you know, started up, of course, grew up in Northern California. I fished them opens back in, I want to say like 2005-ish is the last time Bassmaster was out there. And, you know, I've never fished. This will be in a couple of weeks when I go to the Chesapeake Bay. I've never fished a set of opens in my whole life, the whole series. So uh, never done three in one year. This will be the first time doing it. And uh, it's exciting. You know, I, last year... I did, of course, the the BPT and the Pro Circuit, which is like the old FLW Tour. Yeah. And you're double dipping. Yeah. The old way. Yeah. 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 I, I love doing that many tournaments. So I didn't do the Pro Circuit this year. And I'm so glad 
Um, I jumped in the opens this year. So I just want to fish, man. Like I, I need more tournaments to fish and, and, uh, I kind of wish this last open was like this week so I can just keep going. Cause <laughs> you know, you, you're, you're out there, you're fishing, you're feeling good. Um, and then you come home and you cool down for a couple weeks. It's like, man, let's just go. Let's just do this thing. You got to fish with a purpose. You got to fish with a purpose. You got to yes. fish with a purpose. Our friend told me that. Yeah. <laughs> mutual friend of ours. All three yeah, of it, ours. Mutual friend. It, all says you got to fish with a purpose. You know what you I mean? You got to fish with the purpose. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, yeah. You know who that wise prophet is. Think about it. I'm I'm thinking Seth Fighter. Yeah, that's who said it. You got to fish with a purpose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it could be Matt Robertson. Oh, and, goodness and, gracious. Hey. No, he just said, he, you got to fish with a purpose. You got I I'm purpose. on this group chat and I know I shouldn't call him out right now. Dude, that dude's a nice guy. And uh I'm on this group <laughs> chat with Seth, Corey, Chris, all the Canadians, and there's a video that I just shake my head at. He's running around in his underwear. Yeah. His underwear got stained. Yes. It's like, whew. Oh, thank yeah, God it was just, just that video. I thought you were gonna yeah. say something else. Oh, there's some other videos too. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> that's with a purpose right there. Yeah, that's fishing with a purpose. That's a special purpose right there. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. man. But no, that's a that's a good way to look at it. You got to uh, you got to do it. You got to get with the purpose and gosh, go out there. And so, is your it. purpose to qualify for the elite series? Yeah, I would say for sure. I want to do like the whole John Cox thing nice. you know uh, i like two I tour that, two tour uh deals you know yeah i, I makes uh, good anglers I, I i agree i've never fished bassmaster you know i would love to make a bassmaster classic i uh you know growing up as a kid that was always my dream for sure never done one never even had an opportunity to make one other than if you win one of these open so i think uh before i'm done and I'm not going to be done for a long time, hopefully. But uh, I would like to say, man, I've competed at all of them, right? Like Forestwood Cup, yeah. Redcrest, definitely in the Classic. Dude, you go in that Classic, and it's just like, it's mind-boggling how amazing it is. So um, I would like to do that, and I would like to see some of my old buddies too, man, for sure, Gussie and stuff like that. Heck, yeah, I think that's where you, where you uh, that would be a good time for you, bud. And I, yeah. I, I, I do admire the two. I do believe we need one tour in order to maintain credibility as a professional sport. But I do admire two tour anglers. I think that's badass. But we should have one league that's fishing that many tournaments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I remember last time we were on here and Brian Robinson, he he yeah. said the same thing, you know, and it's like I thought about that during that time. That was last year. And it's like, yeah, you're right. There's one NFL. There's uh one NBA there's yeah <laughs> so yeah and you know what be, else uh, there's one bass opens <laughs> yeah, there's, one, there's and, one great wide open yeah there's one great <laughs> wide bass opens and both of you cats right here are uh are, are in it to win it brad brad what do you got going what do you got for cody here hit this guy with some open angler stuff you know what i mean hit me man yeah, hit, hit me yeah hit me bye bye <laughs> well, my biggest question to you is what, I mean, so I've never fished like MLF or FLW, any of the big circuits. What's the difference between the two? Oh boy. I'll tell you the opens are tough. I, I, uh, here's the difference to me, you know, for one, you got co-anglers and you have 200 
plus boats. You know, every open I've ever been, there's been 200, 250 boats. That is like really, really hard because anything right, right. obvious is going to get destroyed. So <laughs> <laughs> just destroyed. And, you know, for me, I'm not a guy, I'm not a big practice guy. Like I like to show up, kind of have an idea, really figure it out during the tournament. So funny story for you, a buddy of mine from Idaho, I, I show up to the James river. I showed up on a Tuesday. Uh, we have Tuesday and then half a day Wednesday. And I see him at the gas station and he goes, man, how's, how's fishing been? And this is the open this year in Virginia. And I said, dude, I have no clue. I, I'm literally just getting here. He goes, dude, I've been here for three weeks. Oh, <laughs> and I said, three weeks. Like, I, I don't know how. but Set up residency. I, yeah. I, I'll tell you the biggest difference, I think, the opens have tons of anglers. Yeah. Uh, you're going back to having a co-angler, which is, is tough because you want that co-angler to catch fish. You just don't want them to catch fish that you need um, for that day or the following day or days. And then the practice is so hard. I, I truly feel like guys can, um, they can practice way too much. They can go out there. What you found three weeks ago, two weeks ago, it rarely is going to work yeah. come tournament time. And you're so hung on that. And uh, I think that's probably the biggest difference. And, and I've told some guys too, you know, if your plan is to make the elite someday, you know, you got to get there first. I know that, but yeah. man, you, you don't have those two week periods to practice. Like you got a couple days and you got to, it's go time. So it, that keeps you fresh though tough. too. Don't it code? Don't that kind of keep you on your toes, bud? Like, are, with, are you uh, at a, yeah. I mean, with, could with you the non-practice, the shorter practice. Yeah. Could, are, I think so. I think you, you look at it my whole career, you know, I've been consistent and I just want to have an idea like this is an area that's good. And then you go there with an open mind during the tournament and you throw all this stuff and eventually something's going to stick against the wall. And you just, you figure it out that day. And uh, like a prime example, back to the James River, the first day, you know, obviously I didn't have much going on. I caught 12 pounds. Uh, I ran way up the Chickahominy and fish stuff that I had fished you know, back in 2013. Right. So really dumb. I mean, I don't know what I was thinking there, but I caught 12. You were thinking there was going to be like 25 pounds there. I, I was thinking there was going to be some mongos swimming yeah. around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a few in practice in, in that day and a half that I didn't catch. I could actually see them, but so I'm, I'm 110th or something like that. Uh, the next day I go out and I'm like, all right, we're going somewhere I've never been before and we're going to have fun and, hopefully we make the right decision i start by the ramp fish around catch a few end up going up in this creek never been there before and it was just like you you become more natural like okay naturally let's see what's in front of us and fish the moment fish what you got and i had 18 pounds and so i made a um, huge comeback and and oneida i would say is the same way now i went to oneida with the plans of fishing about uh, three days. I, I ripped my lower unit off, so I had to get that fixed. And uh, so I got one day of practice. I literally never made a cast, just idled. Uh, I didn't have, well, I made a couple casts, so that's a lie, but we're talking 20 casts here. And idled, marked a ton of rock. Day one, I had to feel it out, caught uh, 16 pounds. Day two, I'm going, I've struggled so bad. I had two bass 
at uh, three o'clock. There are two three and a half pounders at a four o'clock check in. I went to like the last resort that I idled, um, and I ended up catching four, three of them that were four plus pounders and had the biggest bag of the day. So I definitely think it keeps you fresh. I got a little lucky there, to be honest. uh, (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll take it. And the the difference, like you say, the when you you're there for two weeks that you just, you have so much stuff. There's so many things going on in your mind uh, that could actually hurt you big time. The co-anglers, it's hard to deal with. And the boats, the the 250 boats, dude, the opens are super, super hard. And you're getting your best shot from every local. I mean, if I lived on that lake, you're fishing it because if you win, you make the Bassmaster Classic, something that could change your life. So yeah, damn straight, you're, but. you're, you're getting every shot from every local. It makes it like so hard. I, I'm serious. I told Brad this, but you know, like you fish the FLW tour, it's actually easier than fishing <laughs> some of them opens. I mean, I'm serious. Or, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't go there with the, the Bass Pro Tour, but some of the, the guys, you know, because, and those guys are unbelievable fishermen, but they get two days most of them never seen the lake so you're fishing against um talent but like the local guys man it's hard to beat them dudes for sure yeah yeah no no doubt about it Wait, hey so plain and simple cody where do you got to do to make the leaves where you at like what do you got to do so i'm in fourth uh, you know i really don't know i i i thought um uh, i heard they take three the top three yeah. And now there's one elite guy in there. So do they go down? I'm not sure. Uh, But I I feel like I got a top 10, man. I I mean, you know, those dudes are going to catch them. They're there right now practicing. I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm not wrong, right? No, you're so. (laughs) I just love how you said it. It was beautiful. (laughs) Hey, I talked to a kid. This is no joke. After. Oneida and he was going straight <laughs> there. Dude, that's six weeks of practice. <laughs> Is he micro tracking them or something? Like what I don't know, man. Like, well, I you got 17 see. schools. I don't know which one to hit. Which one to start. Yeah, but I, start? I feel like a top 10, you know, hopefully they go down. Definitely need some help. It's gonna be tough. Uh, guys are gonna catch them with some luck. Maybe I catch them and, and squeeze in there. Yeah. <laughs> Heck yeah, we're we're hoping for you too, Brad. Thank you, man. Yeah, have you ever been to Jaspi or no? No, I've never seen it, but uh, never seen it. I <laughs> love fishing the Potomac River, and it's oh. below the Potomac. Boys had great success there, um, and then I uh, I like fishing the James too. I like the title. Grew up on the California Delta, so I do like that. But let's be honest, we're going at like the toughest time of the year, and that part of the country so i know the fishing is gonna be tough definitely fishing for five you know i i heard the potomac i mean the chesapeake has got some big ones in there but it's just you know they live on the community stuff the flat stuff like that so we'll see i'm, I'm actually gonna uh gonna go for a couple days and check it out man so hopefully could get a good grasp on it and figure something out and and catch some bass yeah when was the aaron martin's derb there what was that year, I th- uh, part I th- of the year? You know, I think that was in May. Was that a I spring? Yeah. Yeah, it was spring. He blasted him. I know he made a long run. 
Uh, gosh, I remember that him catching him under that those that marina dog. Yeah, and the spinner him, baits. <laughs> man, I'm like, right? Isn't that crazy? Like Aaron's the guy that could bring back a spinner bait, right? So right. Good. And uh, I think that was May. I know this time of the year, like the Potomac, man, it gets awfully tough to catch some big ones and catch numbers. And that's kind of when we're going. I've been to the Potomac and. Uh, the end of August, and I'm like, is there bass living in here? <laughs> you know? So I'm assuming it's going to be like that, and there there you go with the locals. You know, I'm sure they have one log. You can pitch a Senko on and catch one or chatterbait, and uh, so we got to find some of that and catch five big ones a day. Heck yeah, bud. Where are you at, Brad? I, I think like 20th. I kind of had a motor malfunction on Oneida, but... <laughs> I'm doing all nine next year. There's, that's where I'm at. Okay. I yeah. gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> and with Brad and I talked about this. I honestly think doing all nine, um, if you were to do all nine, you have a better chance at making it like a, a, a good angler can survive that marathon of the nine, right? Where three is like, it's a sprint and you got, you, there's not one day you can mess up or you're in trouble. Yeah. Like if you bring in three bass one day, it's a day, home run derby. Big, yeah. If you bring in three bass one day, there ain't no way you can make it. And if you do a nine, you can still make it, you know, cause you just, you have so many opportunities and plus, you know, dude, I'm telling you, if you can make it out of nine and stuff, you are, you're a good fisherman. <laughs> yeah. 250 boat fields are in, insanely huge. And, you know, you think of like, um, the Bass Pro Tour I fish, there's only 40 guys in the water at the most. The elites right now, there's um, 100, right? And 80-something. 80-something. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, I mean, you're talking some of these fields, you triple that. And so if you have one spot you want to fish, like a, a pipe that's draining in the, in the lake, you're never getting that. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting eaten. It's, gonna it's eat. getting eaten. So. Yeah. so it takes some, it takes some, uh, some serious... Like you got to look for stuff that looks pretty bad and uh, hopefully they get pressured off the good stuff and go there. <laughs> good plan. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going with. Anyways, it, it worked at uh, Oneida. I fished the ugliest strip and there's four pounders swimming in that strip. And I'm like, right to dude, you. these, yeah, these fish, they would never be there. They're not there right now. They're on the good stuff right now. But after <laughs> getting live scope, they went whew, over here and I caught three of them. So nice. if, if you are, you know, God forbid you don't top 10 code. Yeah. Are you doing, you're on the nine then you're going to the nine next year. It, it, you know, I just have to see really it's, it's uh gosh, man, I've been asked. I've talked to guys that are doing it. Uh, I won't say any names right now, but uh, you, it's, it's so hard. I, I just, you know, I would like to say, I would love to do it. But I got to see with uh, just how everything unfolds, sponsor obligation-wise. Yeah, sure. But don't you think as a business move, you could cash checks? Yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Yeah. I was was looking at Pat's face going, wait, hold on. How do I respond to this? No, I definitely do. I I heard uh, they're making some changes, too, to make it – more appealing, you know, maybe. And, uh, I definitely think I can cash up checks. They, you know, if you do good, you, they paid de- decent for sure. Yeah. And, 
Yeah, man, I would love to say I'm all in. I I want to uh, just see how everything goes, and I think you could do ten. You yeah yeah exactly. Let's do let's yeah. let's take it one day at a time. You know, one step yeah, at exactly. a time, and then yeah. we'll we'll have you on the next show either as elite angler or a guy in the nine, or me convincing you. <laughs> to hey, be guy let's in do the nine. that. Let's yes. go. Let's go to the uh, the recap. Yes. In uh, middle of September here. (laughs) (laughs) It's the Cody Meyer recap show. The Cody Meyer wide open recap. What's going on? It's It's about, it's, hey, by the time, if you do this segment in a month, we'll we'll have known. Yes, for for real, Brad. Yeah. I mean, that's, you got to see, because Brad's the host. I need Brad to blossom. You know what I mean, Cody? I need Brad (laughs) to blossom more of Yes. Yes, we, I is. want more Brad because I let you. I just like hearing you talk, Brad. I do. I'll yeah. be honest. That's why I have you here. <laughs> well, that's good, if he did it, you'd be fired. Yes, <laughs> Andy, fire him. Yes, <laughs> yes, <laughs> Brad. I, I mean, you you guys are both out there in the grit. You're in the opens grit. You know, Cody's on a double tour grit. You're both out in the opens grit. <laughs> You know, like, like, tell, like, like, talk to me, man. Like, talk, talk opens grit with Cody. Like, pretend you guys are, pretend you guys are having a chew tobacco on the front porch. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're in a rocket chair. Yeah, in rocket chairs. Yeah. <laughs> What's that, Bubs? I'd be asking him where he's fishing. It seems pretty good. <laughs> oh, he's trying to worm information out of hey, you. Cody. You hey. see, you're you're chewing tobacco on the front porch with Brad Lightner, and uh, yeah. he, you know he could he could ask Cody Meyer, one of the most amazing anglers in the world. Anyway, <laughs> he just says, "Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where are you yeah. going first, bud?" <laughs> I, I feel like that's what everyone would ask. Me. Uh, <laughs> that's probably right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, so my idol growing up has always been Aaron Martin. Like yeah. growing, growing up in California, seeing this dude, like, it was unbelievable. And I remember the first time I sat down and I talked to him, I met him. Cool as can be. We're at uh, Lake Conroe, Texas. Finally get to fish against him. You know, I did growing up, but as like um, an adult or whatever on some kind of tour. And I remember sitting there going, hey, man, like, what worms do you throw with your drop shot? And I thought, what the <laughs> hell did I ask that? Because <laughs> I know the answer is a robo-worm. You know? yeah. <laughs> and he was like, bro, I, I only throw robo-worms. <laughs> I'm like, worms, yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but I asked it, so I got it out there, but it was good. <laughs> it's like when uh, it's like when, uh, when uh, Farley interviewed uh, McCartney, and he's like, remember when you were in the Beatles? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you ever hear the Beatles. Yeah, I'll tell you though, them them opens like Brad and I talked briefly. Man, they are it is a, it is in the battle trenches, the grit. I mean, I feel like if you can make it out of there live, you uh, it's I don't want to say it's going to get easier, but man, like smaller field, no co angler, dude. Going back to a co angler in itself is really tough. I mean, because that dude's casting and you, you want that guy to catch some bass for sure. Um, Cause but you want to catch, catch more. Too. You want to, you want to catch more and bigger ones. You want to yeah, catch so. more than Brad. You want to catch more Absolutely. than everyone else competing. That's what makes this opens thing 
a, a catch 44, as they would say. Yeah. You know, you, you can't look a gift whore in the mouth with this thing because the, the fact of the matter is, no matter what, everybody's out to get each other, but you're still friends. Isn't that weird? You're, Isn't that weird? It is very weird. And I promise you that a co-angler will change the outcome um, of somebody making it, somebody not, because yeah. one dude will catch one five pounder um, in a couple weeks here, and that guy might have made it, he might have not, or it could have already happened. Uh, it happened somewhere. So there's so many things, so many moving parts with these. And like I say, I grew up, I fished as a co angler uh, on the West Coast, and then I haven't had one for a while. And you go back, and you're like, dude, it's a, it's a different thing. And then. Just the boats and the practice, man. It those opens are brutal. I mean, they really are tough. Like it's it's tougher than I thought going into them. Um, I've like say I fished two of them one year, then I just didn't fish the last one, and I was actually doing good in the points. I was in like maybe tenth or something, but who knows why I didn't go? But it's uh, it's really hard because there's so many moving parts and just the, the amount of boats, the sure sheer amount of boats is unbelievable, <laughs> Pat. I mean, it is right, Brad. It's you go out there and you're like, I, I just remember, I don't know. I had going, okay, I want to go here, 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 <laughs> here. I'm like, good. All right. We'll get like pick number 15 on where I want to start here. <laughs> uh, and they're absolutely ruthless too. They ruthless. Yeah. Yes. Drive right up to you. They don't, they're not all proper bassin men. <laughs> They're not, huh? They're not. Yeah. Hey, but speaking of proper bassin men, you know who should be everyone's co-angler is is uh, James Watson. Like yeah. if everyone had James Watson <laughs> as a co-angler, it'd just be nonstop chatter and yeah. and a good time for everybody. Now, here's a little known fact about Cody Meyer. A lot of people know it. A lot of people don't know it, but. You are responsible for naming um, James M F W worldwide, right? Yep. And the, I am. the M F stands for what? Uh, mother trucker. Mother. <laughs> yeah. Well, that would be a T. Well, I... yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, we'll, Martian we'll franchise. Yes. Yeah. We'll we'll uh, leave that to the imagination here. Yes, I got but you. Now, so you're responsible we were... for that. I am. We were sitting there. I, James knows where we were. I don't know, but I just randomly said, what's up, James, you know, MFW? <laughs> and then I said, worldwide. And he looked at me. You should have seen the look in his face. He was like, gosh, damn, I'm going to use that. That's like the and angels like, were singing, weren't they? The scars, the yeah, skies parted. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing I know, he's got this worldwide hat on and says JMFW on his back. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, started the man. franchise so how much you get a month from that then Cole? um i have to pay him i believe <laughs> uh no I, I got a cold beer one time when i stayed at his house hey but better uh, than a lot of people from james mf worldwide yes Watson. yes i uh who else i know andy morgan i started calling him the goat years ago <laughs> heck he's got a goat uh we had this crazy angler of the year battle he won and I got second, and on stage I said, dude, he's the dang goat. People looked at me, and uh, greatest of all time. Yeah. And now he's got a rod that's labeled as the goat. And you're not so, getting shit for any of this. No, not even oh, props. They're not even like, yeah, I mean, you know, every once in a while, Watson will 
tell the story. And every, you know, maybe Andy Morgan talks about the goat, but you're not getting uh, the wife and the kids need this money. Gosh dang it! I, I didn't even get a hug or a handshake from this. Isn't that embarrassing? Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, and then I get I get hit up for me to give them evergreen jackhammers. So there you yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> you got them jackhammers for me, boy? Hey, you get oh, them tackle God. warehouse exclusive colors by any chance? Yeah. <laughs> man, can you please give me some? Can you please give me some of those? <laughs> Brad, how we doing over there? What the, What's on the agenda for this opens thing? Uh, catch five huge bass and yeah. survive. I, I heard it's kind of treacherous up there. It's real windy, real shallow. You got the tide going in and out. and I don't know. Go catch some bass and make a top 10. The great thing about the last one of the year, you get there's a live camera if you make the top 10, which is Sweet. always good for you. Yeah, that'd be cool. I uh, I ha- I go straight from that into a, uh, <laughs> a BPT on Mill Axe, and I it's going to be a little haul for me, but you could, I know uh, fly with you could fly out there, and I could just drive the boats in tandem back home. Yeah, Mine double haul them. Boat up. I could yeah. double haul double haul them out. You know, I heard the same though. It's uh, treacherous. Tidal. This tides drop like three foot, um, which nice. is higher more than the Potomac. But uh, you know, I guess because it's further north, not by much, but. Did any of those places you go, you start running them tidal, you know, river systems, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're in six inches of water running this flat, and you're like, oh, gosh. Oh. Uh, so some stuff's going to get tore up there. Uh, I think, uh, like you say, that there's going to be – it's going to be hard to catch them for sure. It's going to be hard yeah. to catch five. It is at the Potomac anyway. It's just because of the time of the year, but – uh, it sounds like there's some big ones, so at least maybe we get to pull on a few big ones, hopefully. And most of the people tearing their stuff up are going to be the guys that have already been there for two weeks, Gold. Yeah, I know. I'm going to probably do it on tournament day because I <laughs> won't know. But, <laughs> but no, it's uh, like I say, there's dudes right now out there. They just got in going to Applebee's for dinner. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, th- Brad, I- I'll tell you this. The vibe is different too, huh? Like the vibe, like, dude, it's game face time when you go in that yeah. meeting and stuff and the opens. I, I looked around at the first couple and I'm like, you know, it wasn't a meeting, just registration. I'm like, dang, dude, no one even wants to say hi here. <laughs> They're just like, it's straight business, it's man. It's all blood, dude. Dude, it's blood sport. Yeah. Remember that movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Of course. Dude, dude <laughs> Chung Lee's in the building, man. Ready to take it down, dude. <laughs> yeah, and we were talking earlier about the uh, the Anchorman fight. It's like the Anchorman yeah. fight, too. Or, Ooh, or Death real, Race dude. 2000. Remember Death Race 2000? Yeah. Oh, that, oh, yeah. They were just killing each other left and right. For Yeah, it's crazy. I feel like it's a different vibe. Like coming out of FLW for however many years, everyone's just like, man, yeah, you want my spot. It's fine. It's cool. Dude, just buy me a <laughs> You know, here it's like, holy cow. Yeah, dude. Brad, you'd do good over there. Yeah. I'm the I'm like the easy, mellow guy. I run down the lake. There's a dude on my hole. I'm like, oh, okay, we'll go to the next one. This one's like, dude, guys are full throttle in practice, pinning it, man. <laughs> So it is blood sport. You kind of nailed that. 
Yeah, but no, it's good, man. I'm glad we're doing it. I'm uh, I'm glad to uh, you know, have met Brad through this deal, and hopefully we go up there and smash them and catch them up. And um, yeah, man, you never know. Heck yeah, and dude, we seriously would love to have you on in another month as an elite series angler. S- scheduled up, man. Yeah, yeah. scheduled. Oh, I I don't want to say what I'll be, but I'll I'll at least could give you a recap if I <laughs> ripped off my lower unit dead in my prop and caught one on a chatterbait <laughs> and beat the hell out of somebody that's been there for two weeks because they're yeah yeah <laughs> hey, guaranteed guaranteed if you went to that parking lot tomorrow and that tournament's what three weeks from now yeah three weeks. there would be minimum of probably 40 guys wouldn't you agree i mean it's yeah yeah it's absolutely insane <laughs> with applebee's I mean, leftovers in the dash yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe just, yeah, exactly. Maybe so Cracker Barrel. Coffee. Yeah. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> maybe Cracker Barrel. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it'll be fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like I say, I, honestly, I wish it was this week. And uh, just because I, you know, I fished the, uh, what's it called? Oneida did well. Then went to Cayuga and, and did well. And I was, you know, you're in a rhythm, ready to go. And, and then, uh, but it's nice to come home, but. Yeah, it's a home stretch for me regardless. You know, got a couple more tournaments and uh, head home for the year, which is always exciting. And I'm one of those guys, I don't hunt anymore. I used to, but I fish all fall. So it'll be awesome to be home with the buddies, you know, doing the little Tuesday nighters and dude catching giant smallmouth and big spots and uh, seeing everyone. Milliken was on right before you and he wants to go – chasing some of them giant spots with you with the periscope yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey hey that's like john cox i saw him at champlain last week we were coming through and he's like hey man you bro you got the uh you got that thing on the front of your boat that like you can see out in front of you i'm like john you know what that is man you know it's <laughs> forward facing sonar stuff but he doesn't have it but yeah i know that's i can't wait to do that i know uh he fished a big smallmouth lake earlier this year, or maybe it was last year, and uh, then big spots. Anymore, you cannot catch one if you're not looking at them with live scope. They wow. they are so pressured, uh, and you got to set that deal out to like 120 foot because they get 80 feet away, and you pitch at them. They're so far gone, it's unreal. Yeah, that's what Benny was just saying, 100 foot. Yeah, 100, 120 uh, it, it's, it's nuts. I mean, it's, it's changed the way we've all done it, but I wish it, we, you know, that stuff never came out personally just cause <laughs> we, we did that stuff growing up, but you just couldn't see them, but you kind of had an idea where they'd be. And now it's anyone can do it. It makes it so much easier. Not just pinpoint them. You were just throwing Westy worms at them as a little kid. Dude, <laughs> we were right. You remember that thing? Hey, you know what's so funny is so, so at Lake of the Ozarks this year, I'm not kidding. I was thinking, you know, going down the bank, I was throwing a Cinco and like a, a methylate worm, stuff like that. Gagliardi comes around and he's got like this nine inch methylate, like Westy worm. And he goes, do you know what a Westy worm is? I'm like, You're growing up, that's all we used to draw. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> The dang Westy worm. And uh, so you're, you could ask Justin Lucas if you ever did him on the show. But when he was a co-angler, I used to literally take like a darter head, put a six-inch six worm, 
and then run a Palmar knot to a leader and put a number four hook in the tail like a Westie worm. Yeah. And Lucas, dude, he can do no wrong in life. He hooks like a big one. I don't remember what it was. It was a five pounder or what. Big spot. <laughs> and he has it hooked in the lip with a dart head. All of a sudden, dunk, comes out. And that little hook comes up and hooks it in the top of the head. Of course. He saw the whole thing. And he gets it in. He wins a tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the old Westie worm, man. That's, you know, uh, you know, I don't know why that popped it. in my brain. For some reason, it did. I don't know. Yeah, who was that guy? What was Westie, his name? I don't, I don't know. John Murray, I think, man. John maybe, Murray but... was the first one to use it, and then there was some other California dude. What the hell was his name? Dude, Don Iavino. Uh, he was on that Westy Worm, too. That uh, was the deal. Just Google this old Westy Worm. It is uglier than sin. Whatever <laughs> reason. They never bit the front hook. It was always the back. Yeah. Um, and they bit it, though. Like, it. Remember brass and glass and doodling and stuff? Oh, yeah, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, that's how I got my start. But that Westy worm, them spots, I think because the colors are so ugly, they just bit it out of like anger. Dude. <laughs> and you, you, you would catch them on that thing, man. Brad, you know what we're talking about? You remember the Westy? Did you ever read about that or what? No. Yeah. I'm like, I'm learning something right it, now. It's like, yeah. oh boy. So as as uh, as Cody was describing it, it was a weird shaped jig head on a oddly colored worms with stinger hooks on them. Built in the worms. Built into like, the worms. Or, do you use it for walleye fishing? Like <laughs> it does look like a walleye bait. Dude, it right. does. Wall, it would take a bite for a walleye. Man. Could they this use it thing. for moon eyeing, dude? Could it be a moon eyer these days? I don't even know what that is, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it. that's what could. Hey, hey, so on that group text with the Canadians, put on there, what is moon eyeing? What is moon iron? Yes, All put right. that on the group yeah. text, and they'll be like, you're a dummy, Cody. That's what they're going to say. <laughs> I'll <laughs> definitely say that. Yeah, I don't know. No, it's that thing know. Gussie does. You know how Gussie won the Tennessee River on the moon eye, on the whatever you call that. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that's what I did, basically. Yeah, you could moon eye with the Westie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the only dude I guarantee that has them is John Murray. I yeah. guarantee you he has one, because... He'll post on Instagram. And I, I love seeing it. Like John Murray growing up. I mean, heck, when I was in high school, he was the man. Like he won 40 or 50 bass boats in his career. And uh, on the West Coast, like he was him and Aaron Martins. Well, anyways, he'll post like every couple weeks about some old plugs or something that are from the 70s. Or, <laughs> and you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that thing. And he's the only one that has them still, and I doubt he throws them, but it's cool to see him for sure. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah. Hey, well, I, I had a good time with you guys. And I wanna and and I wanna have you back uh as a checkup. A little checkup let's visit. Do, yeah. Checkup. Yeah, let's do the old dentist checkup. Like, yeah. hey, let's check this cavity. What's yes. going on? Yeah. One month from now. More like we'll a psychologist, this. like your psychologist yeah. checkup, Cody. Yeah. That's and we'll see if we either A ripped out the tooth or we replace it with the gold crown. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to have an answer at the time. You can't be like well, I'm gonna run it by my sponsors I'll, I'll and have see you if an I can. Yeah, yeah. No matter what it is, we have to have an answer. I'll have show. you an and, answer. Oh, and real, real quick, but did you did you throw that balsam plug I gave you 
yet? Did you? I have thrown that plug, dude. I haven't. I gave Grant the other plug. Okay, good man, good man. Yes, and I've caught a couple bass on that plug. So you ain't kidding. You put it on twenty pound and just go through the stuff, dude. And it just swung, 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 swung. Yeah, the whole. It doesn't even hardly hang at all. It's weird. I'm telling you, it's a it's a derber. It's only for derbs. Don't game bring, face, yeah, man. Don't, game time. Don't bring it out when you're on them stock ponds doing Cody Meyer pro bass angler commercials. Hey, you you bring that plug out when you're fishing with the purpose, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Brad, take us out of here. What do we got to do? What, what's going on? Hold on one second. Oh, huh? Oh, hold on. Oh, there, there you are. We... Oh, you guys switch swatched. I like how you did yeah. that. How's this oh, happening, Ginge? Are you doing that? No, oh, that was pretty fancy. Is that was that was that Brad doing that? Oh, oh. it was me. Ginge sent me a text. I was looking at it. Oh. it all. Oh, okay. Well, uh, as you know, uh, I, Cody, it looks like you might have enjoyed whiskey, uh, whiskey or two in your days, and and oh uh, yeah, and it yeah. looks <laughs> it looks like Brad definitely enjoyed some whiskey in the. In the, oh. <laughs> I see in your cup right now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Brad, you are going to give the um, tin cup whiskey uh, official uh, uh, stray cast uh, viewer swag bag or whatever this is. Compliments of Luke Foley and tin cup whiskey, right? Nice. Yeah, you got the text, right? Yep. You know the person's name? It's not Cody Meyer. I know Cody's <laughs> texting you too. It's not Cody Meyer. It's not Cody <laughs> no, Meyer. No, don't. It is. I know who it is, though. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, are you ready? It is Chris Finch. <laughs> Chris Finch. Fin- What's his name? Finch. How do you spell Finch? Gosh, like Finch from that one show? Stifler's mom. Stifler's mom. Yes. (laughs) Chris Finch is the winner. I hope he's the actor. (laughs) That would be awesome to have him on. And Stifler's mom. (laughs) Hey, Cody, you're always a good time. You know, wherever I see you, you, we have fun together. You know what we I mean? do, man. Yeah. We got to do this more often. We're going to do the checkup here in a month for sure. Yeah, with the psychologist. Yeah, and and Brad, you're awesome too, man. You're you're blooming into the fine co-host that you've meant to be. <laughs> oh, well, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, he said more this time. <laughs> he said more this time, Brad. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Brad, I really like your voice, and so do the viewers. Gosh, I'm man, awesome. it's. I'm, I'm kind of playing hard to get. They'll want more and more, you know? <laughs> I know exactly what you're saying. <laughs> Cody Meyer, keep kicking ass on the MLF and, of course, on the Opens. We wish you the best of luck. Brad Leitner uh, and you the best of luck on the Opens and uh, achieving both of your goals at becoming Bassmaster Elite Series anglers. Pretty freaking cool. Pretty freaking cool. Bass Galaxy, give it up for Brad Leitner and Cody Meyer. And Finch. Oh, Finch. Stifler's mom. Good <laughs> up for Stifler's mom. And Stifler's mom. Hey, uh, Cody, what's your jam right now? What's your like? What's your song right now you've been into? Like, what have you been drawing? Oh, dude. You know, uh, I've been going old school Metallica, man. Like, I gave it up for a little bit, and I brought this stuff back. Ride the lightning type stuff. Oh, gosh. I like Just- it. Are you ready? I'm going to take us out with Metallica. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. Did the new miss this I run after the new miss this I become I hunt therefore I am there is the land Got it Yeah Nailed yeah. it Rock and roll Nailed it in my own mind Heck yeah, yeah. Doyle rules <laughs> Of Wolfen Man Into the Great Wide Open I'm uh, insane. It's insane, Cody. I love it, man. You are the man. You think Patterson would have liked that close? He would have loved it. Dude. I know. I love Patterson. Dude, where is Patterson? I miss that guy. He's probably in some face, weird man. continent or something right now. Doing- he's probably, he's got the dang coolest vi- photos of smallmouth and all kinds of stuff. Fly yeah. fishing somewhere, doing that. Dude. He's the man. And Peter, Patterson too. You know him. Peter Marcano? You deal with him? He's the man. And Peter's freaking awesome, too. It's, it's, yeah, they're it's, good people. They're man. all good. Hey, so thanks, Sims, uh, by the way. Yeah. and uh, Thank thanks, you, Sims. Yeah. We love you. Yeah. And uh, and thank you, Bass Galaxy, for uh, thank another you, Bass Galaxy. amazing, amazing evening. And thank you to all our fine sponsors that make this happen. Thank you to Ben Milliken, the reigning king of YouTube. This is a thin raft. We all ride, Cody Meyer, professional bass angler. <laughs> it's a thin raft, Brad Leitner. Opens nice. contender. We must cherish this raft, Cody. We must sail <laughs> as long as we can. When the still sea conspires in armor, we can still whip the horse's eyes on Venice Beach. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Code? Jeez, dude, I'm... I went Morrison I'm on you. you. Yeah, I went Morrison on you. I went to your. You co- are, dude. I went your college days. I went Cody Meyer California college days. Is what dude, I, California I love yeah. there, man. Going yeah. back. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> let's just do the show like with something that I don't always do. But um, hold on, watch this. You want to do a super awkward ending? You want to sure. do like a super? James, get ready. Super awkward ending. Ready? All right. One more thing that I'm. I gotta say, just one more thing. Figure this out, guys. I'm out of here. <laughs> hey, is that Brad Leitner? Bass Galaxy, <laughs> thank you so much. Peace. Have a good night. I'm out of here. Love you all. <laughs> thanks for coming on, Cody. You're awesome. Hey, thanks for having me, man. We'll see you in a couple weeks, buddy. Yeah. Later, Cody. All right. Peace see you. Bass Galaxy. Cody Meyer. We freaking need you, man. <laughs>